This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 70 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Collin Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, man, oh man, the total package Lex Luger is here. He is going to be teaming up with good old Double J Jeff Jarrett to take on Sting and AJ Styles. We're coming off of uh, Jarrett and Sting for the World Championship, which Jarrett may not have won, but he retained the belt. How excited are you for our boy, Total Package, Lex Luger? Well, Bob, recently on a bonus episode, we covered a WWE show where Lex Luger was wrestling. And it was fucking brutal. And that, I, if I'm not mistaken, that show was taped about 11 months, roughly, before the one we're about to watch tonight. Yeah, so that doesn't even count. Well, so what I'm getting at is, if he wasn't good 11 months ago, what makes you think that he's going to be good on this TNA show? Uh, well, I hate to break it to you, but... Uh, Lex Luger wasn't good dating back to like <laughs> the summer of '98. I, I'm just saying. I'm giving so an example. What makes us think that from the summer of '98 that he'd be good here in the winter of 2003? Listen, I'm just saying. I'm just giving an example. Did I expect Jeff Jarrett to randomly have a partner ready to go when Sting wanted to team with Styles and Jarrett already had? Lex Luger on fucking, oh, you're already going to be my taxi partner? It's like, no, I didn't expect it. Listen, heels, heels just think differently. I'm sure that Jeff Jarrett, in the back of, a head, the back of his head, he's like, all right, who, who could I have as a tag team partner? Mm-hmm. Who could I have for partners for six-man, eight-man, ten-man? If I need a war games, who are people that I could just rattle off at any given notice? And this one just happened to have been for a tag team, and he was like, oh, shit. Uh, total package perfect well maybe yeah maybe he just said lex luger and then after the show they were like jeff you better call him if you want him to be your partner because we don't got him booked and jeff's like well damn it let me let me call package up and he calls him he's like yeah, it's damn be- you you researchers how dare you not know what i'm talking about he's like have you listened to 60k have you listened to that episode yet uh, which episode was that? Of, of my world, where he flips out on his researchers. No, I haven't yet. Oh damn it! I don't know if they. Well, I guess they edited it out of the YouTube uh, YouTube version. I don't know if they went back and edited it out of the. Uh, Did they podcast. really? Yeah. Wow. Why? Did he get that angry? He was pissed because they're talking about Steve Austin, 
and the context of like you know Steve Austin hated or hated yeah he doesn't hate him now but he hated him back in like you know the 90s or whatever because mm-hmm. Jack because you know Steve Austin worked Memphis and he was looking at a paycheck and he was like disappointed by it and then Jeff Jarrett went by and said keep on staring at a boy ain't gonna get any bigger holy shit and Jarrett got pissed at Conrad and the researchers because he didn't just say that to be a dick. He said that because he had been working with Steve for a long time and he thought that they were friends and that oh. he would understand that he's just joking and that he had the same paycheck. But oh. they kind of glossed over that. And then Conrad was like, well, how the hell am I supposed to know that? And then I'm thinking if you go on cage match, you can see the fact that they wrestled each other a hundred times in like eight months. Like, what are you talking about? Hmm. Like, of course, like, they're going to be kind of, like, friendly, you would think, or, like, know each other. At least enough, right? Yeah. yeah well, so. um, I actually, I'm probably going to be listening to that tomorrow. I'm finally pretty much caught up. I've just have been very behind on podcasts. And not because I haven't been listening. It's because there was a couple days where I couldn't listen. And then they started piling up on me. But I'm catching up. We're almost there. So, actually, tomorrow, probably a my world day. Uh, but that brings up a great point that I, I think we talked about off air. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. But they were covering, it was um, the Flirting with Hogan episode. Mm-hmm. So we might have touched on it a little bit. And I, te- I, I text you and I say, Bob, they were talking about sex being like a group still. And like Conrad's like, yeah, sex is really big at this time and this and that. And I said... Did he look at anything about the show? Because there ain't one person. We were what? We we're months and months and months out of set. Like at least what three months of it, nothing even being mentioned. Sex has been dissolved since June. So that's what I mean. We're we're now entering November. Now they were touching on late October in I, the episode I, mostly. I but. could see I could see the mistake being about sex because it, for the most part at least at a period of time here that members people that were part of sex were still aligned with each other it just wasn't sex i mean i guess i guess you could get that confused but uh needless to say jeff yelling at the researchers uh does not surprise me because the researchers sometimes aren't doing a great job i wonder who the researchers are i bet you it's dave silva because he talks shit about Dave Silva. And I know Dave Silva does like the little graphics for him. So I bet you he is a big person in that. You know what? I can't remember what show it was. It might have been JR. But, or Bishop. I can't remember. But they, whoever Conrad was talking to, they didn't even watch the show. Like the they were breaking... They were they were breaking it down, and then the other guy was like, "Oh, that sounds like that was bad." Oh, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this fucking guy not even watch the show to like refresh himself." Yeah, I well, I think it, what what this is coming down to is we're discussing this out. I still think my favorite one is what happened when with Tony Schiavone. I listened to like two or three episodes today to catch up. And they're an hour and a half. They're wicked funny. I am 
by that is the out of all the podcasts, that's the one that I have fallen behind on. I am easily twenty episodes behind on their like NWA rewatch thing or whatever. Well, I'll say this: so their episodes are roughly an hour and a half because of the shows they're watching are forty five minutes. So if they're an hour and a half and there's 45 minutes of show, think about how much bullshitting they do before the show. And mind you, some of that is ads. It's Conrad. But there's so much just like silly shit. And then they watch the show and then they still do silly shit. And then they talk a little bit about what's going on. It like I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, I feel like I need to get back into it. And actually, on the note of 1986... I have I have some notes about some people that um, were there. Maybe my favorite my favorite Russian. What the hell? What does that have to do with anything TNA? Well, Bob, you'll have to stay tuned, and I'll tell you my notes. God. Um, so off's coming in, baby. World title run. Let's do it. Well, I didn't say that, but we will get to it. Yeah. And um, I think let's let's start. Let's dive in. Let's get into this, so I can give you that Nikita news. Sorry, that mystery person from 1986. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Uh, so, Bob, last week, let's let's run down the card. We liked the show. We gave it a thumbs up. Wasn't a bad show. Thank God. Um, and it, let's just run down the card real quick, like I said. So, uh, we had The Gathering, CM Punk and Julio De Niro defeating Kid Cash and Laz. Then Shane Douglas defeated Sandman in a fucking awful Four minute and fifty one second match. Yeah. It felt like that was fifteen minutes long. Yeah. Um, and Tracy Brooks is with Shane Douglas now. She is aligned in that franchise group or whatever we're calling it. Uh, ECMO and Sunny Siaki defeated America's Most Wanted. Then we had the Michael Shane Triple Chance Invitational Battle Royal, and that ended up creating some matches we're about to see tonight. But X was the winner. Our buddy PCO made his debut under a mask as X, and he defeated Chad Collier, Chris Sabin, Christopher Daniels, Johnny Storm, Low Key, Shark Boy, and Sanjay Dutt. So that's a lot. Um, and good thing we have a huge muscle guy as in an X Division Battle Royal. And actually, I got a note on that too. Stay tuned. Three Live Crew which was BG and Ron Killings in this case, defeated David Young and Glenn Gilberti. Raven defeated Father James Mitchell in that last man standing match. And then I believe at the end of that match is when he told the gathering that they're they're good. We're done. He set him free, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, because he, he was like, oh, I, I want to do this on my own or something. Like, I told you guys to come out here. Like, I don't need you. Like, go your separate ways, blah, blah. And then CM Punk. A guy that's been kicking his ass all over the Indies was like, no, Raven, please, no. no come on. Yeah. Please, I need you. Was, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, and then in our main event, Sting returned to the TNA Asylum, and he defeated Jeff Jarrett in an NWA World Heavyweight title match by disqualification. That's right. And that ended up, after that, they made the match where Sting was like, Jarrett, I want to do it again with AJ Styles as my tag team partner next week. And Jared's like, okay, well, I got a partner too, Lex Luger. So a lot went down last week. Uh, but we liked it. It was fun. So, Bob, what do you think that the readers thought about last week's show? Well, 
I think that since uh, Sting came back, they're going to go with a thumbs in the middle. Wow. Uh, no, they gave it a thumbs up. 53.4%. 26% gave it a thumbs down. And twenty-five or 20.5% gave it a thumbs in the middle. Uh, Dave notes that this response was the highest in a few months, which has to be attributed to Sting, but still, still nowhere close to the level the first time that Sting came in. Well, I only went thumbs in the middle because uh, Sting is the ultimate B plus player. So wow, I said what I said. Oh wow. Okay, uh, what do you think was the best voted as the best match? Uh, I'm gonna say the uh, Michael Shane Triple Chance Invitational Battle Royal. It was, yeah. Uh, and second place was America's Most Wanted versus Sunny Siaki and ECMO. And then what do you think was voted the worst match? We actually had more to pick from than I think the best. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to not say Douglas and Sandman. So I'm going to say Douglas and Sandman. Yeah, that was second place, unfortunately. What? Okay, then the... Oh, what the fuck? Okay, the first place then... There was another really bad match on the show. Right. Well, yeah. So three life crew against David Young and Gilberti. Yeah, yeah. That was voted the worst. Uh, it's noted here that the building was either sold out or very close to it for the first time in a long time to see Sting, which they were happy with due to bad weather. It was heavily papered, which should be no surprise, uh, which the lines looking looked to be about 70 percent paper. Sting got what it what some in the company described as the biggest pop any wrestler had ever gotten. The people really saw him as a Oh, superstar. my God. Dallas. I, Wait Bob, a I'm, just, I'm just reading Wait what's a... written in the Observer. Wait man. a minute. The biggest reaction that a wrestler has ever gotten. I, I'm assuming. The, you're at a no, fairground. No, no. I'm assuming they mean in the company. No, that's not what it said. It said ever. Not in TNA of all time. It said ever. So fuck Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 3. You know, fuck all those guys. Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18 against The Rock. Fuck that. Nope. We're going to go to a fairgrounds in front of 1,300 uh, papered wrestling fans. Yeah. Sting coming out as being the loudest reaction ever against Jeff Jarrett. Give me a fucking break. Jeremy Borash probably wrote that. Okay. Uh, the, the people really saw him as a superstar, even more so than when he was in the first time. Although a lot of regular fans skipped Sting's first appearance in June because they didn't give away free tickets that night. That's right, because they jacked up the prices too, didn't they? I believe they did. Um, and we can't forget that Jarrett used that chair for that disqualification. And Don Callis interfered, Jimmy Hart, and Kevin Northcott, Ryan Wilson, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so a lot, a lot was going on. Apparently, Sting himself was scared because he hadn't wrestled in so long. And even though he looked fine physically, he was worried he wouldn't be able to keep up. But he did his usual stuff, and he was fine. Uh, they worked out nothing ahead of time, apparently, and only went into the ring knowing the finishing sequence. Jarrett bled hard way when Sting hit him with the fan on the announcer's desk, as we pointed yeah. out. Uh, if you watch the show, you'd think WWE should try to get Sting in for a few-week program. He isn't about to at this stage in his career commit to anything long-term. And maybe they should, as he's been off real TV for almost three years, as nostalgia draw does draw once. 
So they're saying, Dave's saying, WWE might want to think about bringing Sting in here in 2003. Because at this stage in his career in 2003, he doesn't got a lot left, man. It, he only, like, a lot more years after this is he going to wrestle. That's it. Well, Dallas, I think you're going to get mad at me here. <clears throat> I have a feeling I know where this is about to go. Okay. Well, if you realistically, if you watch Sting's uh, TNA run. Oh, no. Don't, Bob, come on. Don't, <laughs> don't do this right now. I mean, realistically. Can we wait till Bond for Glory 2006 before you start shitting on stuff? If you. If you watch it without a bias that Dallas has. Sting's TNA run of matches, for the most part, are pretty underwhelming. I mean, come on. This has been the TNA cross. I mean, let's come on. All right. I know we're here in 2003 and we're going off of timeline, but it's not like we're ignorant to the fact of what goes on here. But let's just think about it. Abyss. Oh, well, you, you got to bring that one up. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Hit, uh, that's some, a toughie. He had some good matches with Jarrett. Yeah, but it's like, I'm not comparing it to, like, Sting and Flair, but Sting and Jarrett is pretty much the same match over and over and over again. I will give Sting credit that TNA is probably his best character work in terms of how he evolves. I think that's, uh, yeah. Because in WCW, sure, he made a ton of money with The Crow, but for a year and a half, he literally just stood in the rafters blankly and then would come down with a baseball bat and beat people up. In TNA, he would actually have to do promo work uh, for periods of time and, you know, eventually become a Joker thing and whatnot. So... In that regard, TNA is probably his best character run. But in terms of his in-ring, pretty underwhelming. And that says a lot because TNA, for a while, had one of the best rosters going. So, well, But he, wor- he worked a certain style that didn't really you know, make sense. So, like In terms of like meshing with what TNA probably I think going for. So. I think that's a fair assessment. Um about his style but you know i'm curious like what what do uh what do our listeners think i do have a bias i admit that all the time on the show i love tna and i think i probably look back on a lot of it with uh, rose-colored glasses and i i think i do but uh and bob likes to shit on everything because bob doesn't bob likes to find the negative and stuff where i like to find the positive so i'm curious what our listeners think what what does everyone think about tna or sting's tna run as a whole but here's the thing, okay? Are you when with these thing matches that we're talking about? Are we, are we as fans looking at it as like, oh my god, Sting and Samoa Joe are gonna have a great match, or is it more so uh, a, a WCW legend Sting is wrestling against this guy that that's the draw? It's probably the latter. Uh, yeah. I would say most of the time, that's probably how it is. But I think that ties into, like, getting excited seeing Sting. 
I get excited seeing Sting in AEW, and that's like weird because he's I like don't. old. I, I don't do. get I don't get excited to see him wrestle because he's like sixty. But and... he didn't do bad. Yeah, but it's like a sting 60. match. It's a sting match. Yeah, but it, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's the same thing over and over and over again. Which okay. you could say for a lot of wrestlers. And I well, but... yeah. Who's one of your favorite wrestlers, Bob? Uh Chris Benoit. Nope, it's Brett Hitman Hart. No, my favorite wrestler is Randy Savage. I said one of. Yeah, Chris Benoit is one of my favorite wrestlers. Okay, Brett Hitman Hart. Needless to say, Brett Hart. I'm not well, Brett, Brett Hart had the same. Brett Hart had the same finishing sequence, but not the same match. Forbidden. Like with Flair and Sting, I'm telling you right now, I could close my yes, eyes. Flair and Sting, yes, I know. Flair and Sting <laughs> have the same match. Every fucking time from July 1990 to March 2001. Anytime they wrestle, it's the same format. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Sting more in TNA. So, and we'll see. I how think he... he's definitely a positive for the show because he's like a star for being like a B plus star. Holy shit! But that's the problem though. Like Jeff Jarrett, he's like at best a B plus star. He's definitely not. He's probably like a C minus star. Jarrett's not an A. I'll tell you that. I agree with that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's nobody. I don't think there's anybody on this roster right now in TNA that is an A star. And I don't think technically they get one until a year from now. And I think you know who I'm referencing. Oh, yes, I do. So... Okay. And that's yeah. saying a lot because you're I'm comparing a guy that was the face of WCW to a guy that was arguably just a tag team wrestler in the WWE. Yeah, well, I think I think that's an interesting point, but there is something to be said about that. Yeah. And then eventually we'll see him wrestle, kind of. Well, they, they actually have some other matches. But anyways. Yeah. I would, yeah, I was going to say, like I think they don't just wrestle that one time. No, no, there's more. There's more. Pretty bad. Actually, one of my favorite. This doesn't matter. One of my what favorite. Else, what else do they wrestle other than that one time? There's like a really big. They did a really big uh, impact show where Sting like returned and he won the title, I think, from him on like an impact show. Really? And like it's one of my favorite Sting attires like of all time. He's, the jacket he's got on is like amazing. It's was, just. Was the uh, was the other guy a heel? I'm almost positive. Wow, I don't remember that at all. I can try to Google it for you, but yeah. Um, oh yeah, I think it's March third, two thousand eleven. I believe that is the day I'm looking for. It's on YouTube for free. Wait a minute. We're talking. When- we're talking in code here. It's Jeff Hardy. Yeah, when was when was their infamous match? At Victory Road 2011, but I'd have to look up the date for you because I'm not an encyclopedia like you are. Didn't Sting beat him on that show? Yes. So then how did he win the belt in March? Bob, when the fuck I'd is Victory Road? Um, hold on. Victory Road 2011 right here. Victory Road 2011 was... March 13th. Are you fucking kidding me? They ha- they had Sting and oh. Jeff Hardy on so a that impact must be, that 10 must be days. Like, 
Well, I bet you it's like a making up for what happened situation. How could it be? Because the impact thing happened before Victory Road. Well, no, the impact thing was. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. Hmm. Well, maybe, dude. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch this shit. This is so long ago. Maybe they were like, we know that Jeff has a pill problem. We know he's not going to show up on Victory Road, right? Let's have the match on Impact. It'd be great. Well, because I'm pretty sure that there. This is like Sting had a surprise appearance back at this show, I believe. And yeah, because Jeff Hardy has the title. He is the he's definitely a heel. And yeah, I, this is this is I'm pretty sure around the Antichrist shit. This is the immor- immortal. Yeah, and he's got like the weird belt. And then yeah. yes, then comes back as a surprise. And I'm pretty sure he wins the belt at this show. Yeah, he does. Yeah. All right. Is there any other time that they wrestled in outside of 2011? Well, that I don't know. I don't know if either one of them really heals. They both would just be babies. Um, yeah, that I'm not sure of. Um, yeah, I'd really have to. I'd have to like dive into it. Um, it looks like there was like in 2010 there was a multi-man match that they were both in. Oh, and this is a very very quick search. They wrestled early in 2011 as well. So. Yeah, a quick search. I mean, there's a couple, but those two are probably the most notable, if I had to take a guess. Interesting. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. Uh, Last week, Dunch Pantel had more input to the show, and there was a lot of negative talk regarding Vince Russo, who had zero to do with booking this week. So last week was essentially a Dutch Pantel show, so I think that's pretty interesting. Um, the major negative on bo- on the booking seemed to be bringing in Carl Olette, who obviously is PCO, under a mask as acts in the X Division Battle Royal, which he won. Dave notes here that a lot of people uh, were unhappy about the idea, including some of the guys in the Battle Royal, uh, where he was so much bigger than everyone else and exposed their lack of size, particularly when he's not even a big name. So apparently this idea of using him in this role came from Don Callis, who had worked with him uh, on a Quebec indie show and brought uh, Jarrett a tape and sold him the idea. Uh, Since, I'm just going to call him PCO to make my life easier here. Since PCO at times, uh, when his weight hadn't gotten out of control, was an impressive flyer for a big guy. So he really sold Jarrett on bringing him in essentially in the X Division, which is funny. Um, and it is true that from the start, they've emphasized the exhibition wasn't about weight limits. Still, Dave says, I thought uh, it undermined the exhibition when you portray it like a non-star heavyweight can kick all their asses because he's so much bigger than the rest of the guys. Plus, promotion should always be alert to not expose lack of size of guys in the ring. A prime example of that was when they had AJ Styles do an interview in the crowd. This works when a wrestler stands out in the crowd, but Styles blended in, which I do agree with, by the way. Uh, he does say he was a lot better dressed and groomed, but uh, lots of the fans looked a lot bigger than he did. Uh, Dave says, I believe they've learned from that one and won't be doing it again, but this but this also was discussed beforehand. Uh, I think that's a pretty interesting note. 
because you're making all your X Division guys look super small when you probably wouldn't think about it if they're already <sighs> small wrestling each other. Well, that's why like I don't think it's that big of a deal. They're, they're I, fucking cruiserweights. Like, of course. I mean, I don't think it's like an end, an end, worst thing ever, but I do think it's an interesting thing to point Who out. Who cares if one guy made him look all, made him look small? Dave does, Bob. Dave. They are small. Well, sorry, we're not all 6'4". Um, also, it's noted that he was down to 235 after he lost nearly 100 pounds from his heaviest days. So Who? Uh, PCO. What the hell? He was that big? I guess so. Oh, my God. He did look in better shape last week than he did when we were, saw him in a WWA show, I thought. When the hell did we see him on a WWA show? Oh, God, who did he wrestle? It was one of our bonus episodes. Actually, I think it was one of the more recent ones. Actually, I think it was the last one. I tried to tune those out. I mean, I honestly like, I don't want to blame you. I watch them and I'm just like immediately. It's like uh, Men in Black with the memory thing. Just gone. Don't remember it. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's on the. It crowd. had to have been a hardcore match, right? No, I don't think it was. Okay, well, but I don't, I don't want to waste time too much doing live search on no. that. But. Um, if he's on the show, we can we can try to look it up. But um, Raven apparently will seemingly be starting a feud with CM Punk as he did in MLW and ROH. We've we heard this note before, but Raven told Punk that he was setting him and Julio to free and wanted to be on his own quest for the title. And Punk begged him as Raven walked out. So I would assume very soon we're going to see this feud be set up. Very soon. Uh, well. Yeah, I mean, that might be a focus, but I think it's also going to be with uh, Julio. Yeah, I think that's, I think it kind of has to be, right? That's what I think, yeah. Um, I mentioned it before, but uh, Douglas's new franchise team are going to be himself, Tracy Brooks, who is apparently going to be given a new name, and Michael Shane. Douglas introduced Brooks, but failed to give her a name because she interfered in that match with Sandman. So apparently she's going to have a new name soon. Just kind of weird, but how much you want to bet that her new name will go from Tracy Brooks to just Tracy? That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, it looks like I didn't uh, highlight this before, but so they didn't. The apparently the decision was made to give her a new name, and by the time the show started, they still hadn't decided upon one. Dave says, "I think they were considering Francesca." And a bunch of other names with boob connotations. The winning bid seemed to be Tracy. Tra- Tracy I. Wait, Tracy I. Taylor. Sorry. Which meant to have a Terry Taylor reference and the initials that tell you the boob connotation. So her initials would be Tit. Tit. Of course it would be. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll see what happens. What a joke, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I don't think I have too much more uh, pre-show notes here, but uh, Bob, they are, why are they so obsessed with like stupid shit like that? Boobs and sex and yeah, like it's so. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. You're yeah, you're right, but it's so. And I and I know that Russo is a big Howard Stern fan, but it's such like middle school humor. It is. 
like, oh, my God, do tit, like, uh uh-huh, fart, <laughs> like, when the depths were, like, you know, picking their buttholes, it's like, oh, no, that's so funny, oh, you farted, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it it's is. Not even, it's not even funny. Not for, not for us smart wrestling fans, dude, educated, young. Well, here's the thing, you know what, it would make sense if it was on free television, but are, like, nine-year-old kids buying fucking $10 pay-per-views on a Wednesday night? Probably not. To see Shane Douglas and tit? Oh my god! <laughs> no, okay. you know what they they should um they should give Shane Douglas a middle initial like Terry like Shane Terry Douglas that way it could be STD. Holy shit! <laughs> STD and Tet. STD and Tet. I like it. Be great. Um, well, Bob's been waiting for this now. Nikita Koloff, one of my favorites. He had a great best of seven in '86. Uh, uh, who does the religious stuff with Sting on occasion, was backstage at the show. Hey. But but probably just to see Sting as there was no talk of using him. Okay, well, the guy can't rustle because, like, he's disabled from his, like, a, like a neck injury. So I can't imagine that they'd be using him in ring. I mean, they freaking had him earlier this year, and he, like, did a punch or something. And he was like, oh, sorry, Dusty, we're pals again. Yeah. Um, also, guy. What the hell also I know. Uh, also, last week, I forgot this happened, but Roddy Piper taped a promo that aired on the show, and he did a better promo than in a while, and said he was on his way back. He teased that he would stop Hogan from coming back, and then, regarding Hogan, didn't know what he'd do. <laughs> right before the promo, Callis did a promo and said that he was being totally serious, and that Piper was insane and should be in a mental institution. <laughs> so... Good thing they played that right before the promo. Well, you know, I don't understand because they were like, well, when Russo was there, it was like, it'll never be back. And then literally the next week, Hogan's coming in. So Russo's gone. Now Piper's back. And Piper's coming back to make sure that Hogan doesn't come back in. Which would mean he's aligned with Russo technically on that one. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's confusing. Yeah. Well, they also officially broke up Triple X because Daniels and Loki began fighting in the Battle Royal, which set up the singles match on the show we're about to watch. Dave says he's presuming Daniels was to go over since Loki was only in for two weeks. So we'll see if that happens for sure. But uh, Elix Skipper hasn't been mentioned at all and recently actually worked a WWE tryout match. Hmm. Which is pretty interesting. Um. I didn't know if I took it necessarily as them breaking up. I mean, they were just fighting in a battle royal. I don't know, man. They seem pretty done to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I guess so. A um, couple more things here. Uh, I'll save that one, actually. Uh, Bobby Heenan is working on a second book, uh, which is more of a comedy book on how to handle funny situations. Now, we're bringing this up for a reason. And that's because the book should be out in March or April. And Heenan is actually under consideration by TNA. Oh, I don't want you to choke when you're eating right now, Bob. But no, go ahead. To referee the Hogan versus Jarrett match. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Heenan to, to referee? Yeah, referee the Hogan and Jarrett match. What? And he, he also has an invite to appear at Mania, though, it says, but... Uh, yeah, oh, I'm referee. Taking the, I'm taking the mania invite before I do a referee gig. What I mean, what the hell? 
They don't make any sense, does it? No. <laughs> what? Uh, what? No. Um, and speaking of that Hogan Jarrett match, as of things this week, as they stand this week, the big pay per view is now being talked about for either February 22nd or 29th, more likely the latter. Still with Vegas or Tampa as looked at location, the feeling is to go two weeks after the WWE show, which is on February 15th. So we're already pushing back a show that had to get pushed back. Right. So you guys can make that assumption where you want. And I bet you they want to do February 29th for the uniqueness of February 29th. Yeah, that's I would. So. Right, isn't that once every four years or something like that? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, do you want the sad news now or right before we start the show? Give it to me now. I like being sad. Well, I actually, I was actually going to start with this and I forgot that it was in here. Uh, it's unfortunate, but... Crash Holly, Mad Mikey, has passed away. Oh, shit. Uh, he was found dead early in the afternoon. Oh, at, shit, dude. In his home in Florida that he shares with Stevie Richards on November 6th. So it's six days before the show. He shared a house with Stevie Richards? Sure did. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's kind of a bummer. I think it's... It was uh, an OD, is it correct? It's Yeah, it says the... Preliminary indications were that it was pills and alcohol overdose. Yeah, uh, which I, is, I believe Crash was going through a divorce. Yeah, it's uh, that's kind of a bummer, isn't it? Yeah, I think that kind of triggered his uh, his down like his uh, issues there because he got released forever, and I think the marriage issues were happening after that. And mm, that that's what I remember reading about that. That sucks. So does that mean we're going to get like a in memory of Crash Ollie thing like we got for Hawk and stuff? Well, I'm pretty curious because there's some stuff I left out of this because it, I don't know if it's not necessary stuff we have to really talk about word for word. But basically, I think it was Alvarez wrote it of like, you know, Crash Holly died and it seems like no one cares. And what he meant wow. by that is because TNA apparently did make a slight comment on their website. But there was nothing. I think he said there was nothing on WWE or anything. But like when Stu Hart died, everyone was doing all this stuff. And when Hawk died, they were doing all this stuff. But now Crash Holly died, and it's a little bit quieter. So I don't know. I'm I, because I read that. I'm curious if there is. I would assume. I mean, he was just here a couple weeks ago. I thought he was a regular. So did I, and I was enjoying it. That's happened a few times where a wrestler passes away. And there's like no comment. Like uh when like when Mabel died, like I don't think WWE even addressed it. Yeah. So Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Um and finally, before we get to an explosion, we have some rash report news and notes. Oh boy. So I, it looks like I forgot to uh fully highlight some of this. So bear with Sting, me. Sting Sting got the biggest reaction in the history of professional wrestling. Of Hold on a second. Hold on. Uh, he's <laughs> the Pontiac Silverdome. You thought that was shaken? Well, the fairgrounds almost collapsed. That might be accurate. And it had nothing to do with the reaction. It's actually just a poor foundation. Uh, so they're going to be fixing that before the next Sting appearance. Yeah. Um, he said that the Rash Report got pimp slapped to the curb last week because TNA set him up with new video editing facility, and he has to learn to work on a Mac. For those unaware, he does 
do ring announcing, but he also makes those video packages, which we talked about a long time ago. What What did he have to do with a Mac? What is he, going on? He, he has to learn how to use a Mac for his new video, video editing facility. Hmm. And if for all of our PC users out there, once you go Mac, you never go back. And that's just the truth. That's funny that he was using a Mac in 03. Right. He'll learn how to do it. Uh, he talked about the announcement of Lex Luger coming in next week. Uh, the Luger announcement certainly seemed to catch quite a people off guard. Anyone who suggests that we are bringing him in for any other reason than to compete in this tag team match is simply incorrect. Okay. His name, his name has been kicked around for long before the unfortunate events of this year had taken place. Uh-huh. And I think I had some stuff that we'll talk about once to that matches on, if I'm not mistaken, or at least if we see him in an interview or something, but... Uh, this deal was done just minutes before going live on Wednesday night. People obviously want to see him, as our advanced ticket sales have dramatically increased going into this event. <laughs> no way. I am not. <laughs> I am not buying that he, under any fucking circumstance. Uh, he also said that Nikita Koloff held a prayer meeting with several of the wrestlers backstage at the show. And then he said, "Then uh, Alvarez adds, I wonder if Jim Mitchell and his crew were involved, which is kind of funny. Uh, he said, starting in January, they were going to offer a monthly $34.95 package deal for those who have been spending $9.95 each week. He said this was an especially good deal in months like March, which have five Wednesdays instead of four. So, quote, so starting January, you will get four to five weeks of TNA, roughly eight to ten hours of live pay-per-view wrestling for the same price as one WWE pay-per-view. That is no bra- That is a no-brainer. Uh, he said that we'd likely be seeing more Sting in the weeks to come. And uh, he also wrote that the passing of Mike Lockwood is a very sad situation, and I'm not sure there is much more I want to say at this time. Uh, he also adds that the women of TNA are shooting a swimsuit calendar next week. Sign me up. They're working on a deal to offer pay-per-views via streaming internet video. Quote, this will be especially popular with our international fans who can't get the show in their area. Or the folks in countries who get the show about 52 weeks behind. That's that's not in the quote. That's an added Alvarez part. But That's funny. Yeah, because that was going on like in the Netherlands or whatever it was. Like, they're still probably in fucking August of 02. Yeah. But that's all I want to start with. I, that, was a, that was a lot, but we had a lot of talk of them back and forth as well. I have some good stuff we're going to talk about during the show, including... I'm just going to set this up as a tease. In case you turn this off right now, I'd wait because... I got Dixie Carter's statement she released on why Lex Luger was being brought in. And we'll talk about that during his match later on in the show. I don't know if there is a. That's a tough one because. (laughs) I don't buy the whole. Oh, we were talking about bringing him in before uh, the unfortunate passing of Elizabeth and shit like that. I think I feel like I do remember his name being kicked around, but I could be wrong. Needless to say. I mean, maybe, but the timing of it, I mean, come on. I know. Um, let me touch on Explosion, and then we can get into the show, and we'll see how much Bob remembers doing his indie nose notes during the show. Well, here's the thing. Okay, it's funny you fucking said that, because Uh-oh. I I just opened a bunch of tabs. Oh, boy. But they're all loading, so or they're loaded, so we should be good. Okay. 
Well, explosion number 56, as Cage Match has it listed, was taped on the same day as the show we're about to watch, November 12th, 2003, and it aired on November 15th, 2003, and it featured the following three matches. Three Life Crew, in a six-man tag team match, defeated Jared Steele, Johnny Curtis, and Nate Webb. So those names should sound oh, familiar. Johnny Curtis, okay. That's right. Uh, Eric Watts, with Goldilocks, defeated John Saxon. And then finally, Legend defeated Chris Hero. That's kind of a loaded show. Yeah. And there was two other matches that happened before the show started. And that is uh, Axe defeating Johnny Storm. And CM Punk and Julio De Niro defeating Roderick Strong and Caprice Coleman. Wow. So you got quite a bit. Before that show started. Yeah, you did. And that's a lot of names that you would know. A lot of, I would say, indie darlings at the time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I'm going to say it over and over again. Scott Demore. We want explosion. explosion. That's right. You sweet, sweet Canadian man. Please. We love you, Scott Demore. Come on. Please. You should never have lost to... Uh, Mantar at uh, Action Zone 95. You should have beat him. Vince McMahon should never have called you fat on commentary. That was rude. So please just give us give us what the fans want. No, Bob's not wrong. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I'm not wrong. I'm always right. Well, I don't know about that, but Bob, are you ready to watch the show or what? What do you mean you don't know about that? I'm always right. Okay. Well, that was rude. Uh, yeah, I am ready to do this. Let's go. November 12th, 2003. Weekly pay-per-view number 70. That's pretty good. I didn't... All right. Just a forewarning here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, don't even... Say, let's just start it. Let's just do what? It. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm giving, a, I'm giving a, a, a warning on my behalf. I know why you're. Yeah, I know. About what? That you're gonna you're gonna be yawning a lot. I'm gonna be tired as fuck because listen, <laughs> I risked it today. All right, I got home from work, and I was like, you know what? I don't feel like napping for five hours. Oh fuck you, Dallas! You're already yawning, you piece of shit. You're talking about napping. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, usually when I get home from work, I nap for several hours <laughs> because I know that mentally I'm just going to need it for this show. Well, today I decided I didn't want to do that. And I napped for about 50 minutes. And I was hoping maybe Dallas would have forgotten. But I woke up to about 17 text messages saying various things about the podcast and whatever. And here I am for the next probably hour and 55 minutes having to watch Impact Wrestling, TNA, NWA, TNA. So if you hear me yawning, if you hear me snoring, I apologize in advance, but hopefully the total package looks Luger. As Dallas once again yawns or tries to hold it in. The difference is I didn't nap at all. What time did you wake up this morning? We have completely different work schedules. Yeah, what time did you wake up this morning? 6.30. Thank you. Yeah, I woke up at quarter to four. Okay, well, maybe you should have went to bed earlier last night. Uh, maybe I should just get a new job. 
All right, so fuck you. I'm going to count down from five. And when I uh, say play, if you want to watch along with us, uh, head over to your Impact Plus app. If that even works for you, who knows? I don't know. I know nothing. Uh, and we can do that. Or uh, just listen to us try to make sense of some more NWA DNA. So here we go. Five, four, three, two, oh, one. A play. Wow, you're telling me we're starting off with a video package? It's it's Styles yelling to Jarrett. Is that what he's in the crowd? Yes, it is. Okay. So if you notice, the guy next to him clearly is bigger than him, which is a note we were just discussing. That they what? Because they were using that as an example when Styles cut the promo in the crowd. That the fans were bigger than Styles were. Oh. Yeah. So this is Jarrett hitting Styles with a chair. Oh, yeah. That, I forgot about this. The red shirts threw Styles out, but then Abyss came back in and was beating up the red shirts. And he held up Kevin Northcutt for a decent amount of time, then dropped him into the shock treatment. Yeah. You know, we joke about these video packages, but they're clearly more, uh, they're, they're quite beneficial for us because we do always forget what the hell is going on. Jimmy Hart, and remember in the dark room, this was wicked funny. Why did you lay down at Bash at the Beach three years ago? Why? 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 And even Sting wants to know, why? 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 It's showtime! Yes, Jim Mitchell gets that Raven effect. So we're covering pretty much everything that went down last week, but it was a big week. There's a lot to go down. Oh, look at this. That's gross. Jim Mitchell was covered in blood with a towel on his head. This is definitely from Explosion. They should probably put a seizure warning on this. It's like flashing. He's saying it's not over. Oh, he said it'll never be over. Okay. At some point, you got to give up, right? Right. Tonight. Tonight. Red Versus Raven and a mystery partner. Oh, and here's here's Raven saying, I've walked this alone. And CM Punk with purple hair is like, boss, come on, man. Raven, please. I'm not liking the purple hair. I hope that's changed. Scorpion death drop. And Rudy Charles' legs happen to be outside the ring, and Don Callis pulled them out. Oh, and Jarrett hit just a stiff shot. Be, his legs just happen to be dangling over the apron to get pulled out. I just want to point out, I've yet to yawn, and Dallas has now yawned three times. I think you got in a matter of two minutes and thirty-three seconds. Well, actually, we've been on here a lot longer than that, Bob. Over an hour at this point, and I just I shoved pizza in my mouth before, so now I'm like full and comfortable. So, what do you want from me? I'm happy to be here. I'm not going to be like guys. I only napped for forty-five minutes. Yeah, I actually only had a nap instead of an extended sleep, like I always have. It's okay. I'm not I'm not judging you right now. You're judging me and I don't appreciate it. Styles double close on the red shirts. Here comes Abyss, but he's a good guy. Just kidding. Black hole slam. I'm not judging you. It's fine, I get it. Listen, you have a you have a cush job where you get to sit down all day and just click on a mouse a couple of times. I am physically moving uh, all day. Well, I'm listening to this thing talk about how he liked What's going on here in TNA? So he's going to come back. I like it so much. I'm coming back next week. For my third out of four bookings. 
But you fans don't know Under that. one circumstance, you be my tag team partner. Now, why would you want to do that? AJ Styles uh, hasn't won a match in about a month, so why would you want to team with the guy? Well, they're trying to give Styles the rub here, which, I mean, I can give you a note now if you want while we're still kind of going through a video package, but... Hit me with it. Well, it said here that it's a big shock to almost everyone that Luger was being brought in for the November 12th show in a tag team match with Jarrett versus Styles and Sting. This is almost 100% Sting's doing. Sting strongly asked for the favor, but didn't demand it. Sting wanted to help Luger as as the two uh, have a long history together, to the point he arranged his flight from Los Angeles to Atlanta. Oh, hold on real quick. Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart's got a shirt on that says, why? Why? Um, so, basically, uh, Sting did that flight so that Luger could drive with Sting to the show. Uh, and the original plan for the match, which changed the night before and was, wasn't actually finalized until just before the show on an air, was for Abyss to turn heel, which he did anyways on Styles in that post-match uh, uh, thing there, post-Sting versus Jarrett uh, brawl, and for Jarrett to name him as his partner. The goal of the match was to give Styles the superstar rub, which is why I'm reading you this here. Styles' interviews uh, have been improving and they are trying to visually make him stand out as more as a guy besides Jarrett, who is the biggest weekly star. Speaking of, AJ Styles just came out of a limo that Jimmy Hart opened for him. Was Wait, was Abyss going to be Jarrett's partner? Yes. And then they got that deal finalized, and then they switched it to Luger. I would have rather it have been Abyss. Dude, Jimmy Hart is so happy that Styles just came out of limo. Oh, wait, that's not it. It's showtime. Wonderful. No, I would have rather it been Abyss and Jared against Styles and Sting. I think that benefits everybody instead of being Luger for probably a one-off. Well, there's a sign oh. dedicated to Michael Lockwood, but... We have Bring not back Valentina. Who that was Valentina? She was the she was the the nurse with Tracy, wasn't she? Or no? Or no? That was no, no, Veronica. No. That was Veronica. Valentina was, I think, one of the dancers. I'm having a blank. We've heard the name. I think it might have been a dancer. Well, I was Dallas in the crowd. I'm the real uh, number one TNA fan sign. That's cool. Wow. And there's April. Who just realized the camera was on her and started smiling? You sure did. What is it? A battle royal? Yeah, we didn't even really talk about what we are in for tonight, but we have an NWA tag team title number one contendership battle royal with pretty much every team in TNA. Uh, We also have two Michael Shane Triple Chance Invitational matches where Daniels and Loki will be facing off and Sanjay Dutt will face Chad Collier. The winners of those matches will face X in a match next week. Hmm. We got someone from A&W. Wildcat, Chris Harris. Well, we're about to see a battle royal, so there's not going to be a whole lot to talk about. I don't. I mean, I have some notes we could discuss, but I don't have a whole lot uh, of super fun stuff to talk about during the show, so... The last robot for them. Wait, so Diamond and Swinger are the champions. 
Yes. <clears throat> um. Only get eliminated by over the top. Every 60 seconds, someone comes in. Who's going at it here? Are they? Okay. So it's just Harrison James starting off. So, and how many, what's the intervals here? Probably what, two minutes? A minute. 60 seconds. Oh, Harris goes oh, over geez. the apron. Hey, Bob, I see a Kiss shirt in the crowd there. Uh, what do you think about the news of the demon coming to Impact Wrestling and Bound for Glory? Uh, that's embarrassing. Okay. I, think, I mean, come on. Dale Tolberg? Really? I thought Again? it was kind of funny. Oh, Spear by Harris on the BG. No, I think uh, there was a lot about that show that I, th- I mean, I didn't watch it. I saw the results. Well, then, and I was you, like, then you don't cool, have cool, an cool. opinion. I was no, listen, I was like, cool, 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 and then I saw the end of it, and I was like, damn. Yeah, it was a, it's a polarizing show. Here's Sonny Siaki in Trinity, who is looking pretty good tonight. And well, actually, I don't speak, know what she's wearing. Speaking of Sonny Siaki, he had an interview with uh, Alex Marvez, Bob's favorite interviewer. My fucking favorite guy. Um, and he, he says a bunch of stuff here. I'm just going to go through it. He said that he was very happy with TNA and how they promoted his character, especially since he ditched the fly, Flying Elvis deal. Oh, what? Did he just get eliminated? Okay, well, I still got more to talk about him, so I'm just going to keep going even though he's out of the match. Wow. So much for being happy about being promoted. He just got fucking eliminated. Holy crap. Um, he says, quote, I was not a big fan of Elvis and didn't know too much about the whole deal. Now, he also talked about his recent push with ECMO and the fact that he was full Samoan. Quote, pretty much everywhere I go, people think I'm either black or Hispanic, which I'm not. I'm a raw, full-blooded Samoan. I have a little Hawaiian in me from my mother. And he says, Eddie, who's ECMO, is also a full-blooded Samoan. And we got someone else coming out here. I don't think I ever thought he was black. Um, and his last line in that interview is, ever since I've been on TV for TNA, I get phone calls all over the country. Indie circuits want to fly me in, and they pay well. If it weren't for TNA, I'm not sure where I'd be right now. They got me off my feet. So he talks very, very highly of TNA in that interview. Well, cage match must be uh, lacking here because Siaki doesn't appear to have a bunch of indie dates. Well, Gilberti gets into the ring after BG went through the middle rope to chase him around. He got a spear by Harris. They're saying, toss him out. Uh, Bob, how do you feel about opening the show with a battle royal? Because I kind of wish they did this like an hour in or something. Because like, this is not how I want to start a show. Like, this is very slow. Um, yeah, especially when they are, the eliminations are only over the top rope. If it was like a gauntlet match, it'd be he different, but yeah. Well, here comes David Young, who is Gilberti's partner in this. So we officially have our first like full tag team in the match. And David Young is being addressed as a partner, so he must be aligned with them officially. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, because he's been begging. Come you on, not, man. Come on, Glenn. I'm Glenn, in. Come on, Glenn. Come on. Give me one more chance, Glenn. I know what I'm doing, Glenn. Oh, the master of the spine buster hits one on Harris. Oh, see, Tanae just said it too. I know. 
Um, none of these guys are in my indie notes. Well, we're off to a, a, a roll then. Yeah, what an exciting start. Here I am trying to stay awake, and they're like, no, Bob. This is, yeah. Make it more difficult for you. CM Punk. He's got to have done something, right? Um, oh, springboard Hurricane Rana. Maybe. Let's see. I'll look it up right now. Oh, jeez Louise. This guy's had a bunch of matches. Uh, well, you would be surprised that he did not. Okay. Look at that crossbody off the top rope to Gilberti. A dropkick. Punk's on fire. He's got purple hair. He doesn't give a shit. He's got purple hair and he doesn't give a shit. Oh, today has an interview coming up with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Chris Harris and Punk trading left hands and right hands. This would have been a huge match for AEW probably in 2021. Well, if if you guys ever want to test someone and say, hey, did Chris Harris and CM Punk ever share a ring? They're going to say no, but the answer is yes. November 12, 2003, they did. Here comes James Storm. He didn't, he didn't look thrilled. But no, it's tough he... to tell in a battle royal format if he's going to lose or not. Oh! Hey! He almost just hit Harris. Super kick to BG James. David Young getting held up. Are they going to hit that heart attack? That yeah. was awkward. Why do you run around him like the other way? <laughs> Go get him, Disco. It's jaw jack. I love it. Double oh. hip toss? No. Wait. There he goes. Hey, look at that. They threw him over. Gilbert gets freaking tossed out. Five seconds left until we get the next person in three, two. You think One. David Young's going to be like, Glenn, I lasted longer than you, Glenn. I would. Why are you mad at me? Here oh, comes ECMO wearing a shirt for Mad Mikey. So he's already done more than the company has. I was going to say, has like Tanae even mentioned it? I'm not sure if he has. Which is kind of weird, because like you said, he was in here pretty regularly. Belly yeah. to belly to CM Punk. I mean, he would even be on, uh, he'd even be on, like, Explosion. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Oh, yeah, sorry, ECMO Fatu. It's not just ECMO anymore. It was never just ECMO. Oh, Punk gets eliminated. It's kind of sad to see, like, Punk's, Punk's gone. They don't give a shit about CM Punk. I care about CM Punk. So do I. David Young on the apron, fighting ECMO. Oh, he's getting hyped up. Hits David Young. Here comes Julio, who's still got Raven makeup on. Yeah. Uh, Julio has done stuff on the Indies. Okay. Uh, November 8th, he teamed up with Francine in a losing effort, losing effort against Dylan Cage and Talia. And if you don't know, Talia is a Velvet Sky. And that really? was. Yep, that was for DCW in Delaware. And then the next day on November 9th, Julio De Niro defeated Sin 
for CAPW in Cleveland. And was that the Francine like that we know? Like Francine Francine? Didn't I just say Queen of Extreme Francine? I didn't hear you say that part, so I was listening to the commentary a little bit. Well, you know what? I'm tired enough where I don't even know if I said that, but yes, it is. Oh, okay. Um, it looks like I believe Harris is out, and so is David Young, right? I think they David Young's out, Harris is out. Holy shit. Did you see a spin kick by De Niro? And it looked great. BG's out. And here Good. comes the, the final, final entrant. Truth. I think uh <clears throat> I think three life crew are gonna win. That makes the most sense, probably. <laughs> but yeah, our final four. Ron Killings, Julio De Niro, Ekmo Fatu, and James Storm. So weird. Pretty much one person from every team, except oh, never mind. There goes De Niro. I was gonna say, do you think it's uh, just a coincidence that the final few, the final four guys were one person from every tag team, or what? Well, besides David Young and Glenn, but well, whatever. They don't even count. They suck. Oh, Fatu went through the middle rope, and he's getting hit in the apron. I don't know what he's going to go for, but James Storm gets a headbutt. A couple headbutts. And Fatu just came in, so he literally was going to do nothing. Is he going to splash both these guys? What is this? Double bonsai. Oh. What's really terrifying about that is that his... His backside is wide enough where he actually hit both guys with separate butt cheeks. Oh, he went for another one, but James Storm used well, his feet to bitch. push him over the top as he went up. So we're Damn down to Killings and Storm. He's, He's pissed. <clears throat> Come on, Ron. I'm tired of AMW. Come on. Right. Why are you tired of AMW? Because, man, those are going to be tag champs again. They win. Who cares? They've already done it enough. Oh, my God. He's going to go for the axe tick? No. He scoops him up. He's going to do the hump. Ready? Boom. Boom. Slam. There you go. British Bulldog. One. Two. So now what? Is it just pinfall and submission? I believe it is now. That's usually how TNA has their battle royals. It's that gauntlet for the gold or, yeah, whatever you call it. They usually do their battle royals uh, reverse, though, don't they? No, that's they did that like once, didn't they? Oh, super oh kick. nice super kick. By James Storm as uh, Ron was doing a split. Oh, he kicks out at two, though. Come on, Ron. Just think about how innovative the reverse battle royal is. I thought they did it more than once. I don't know. They did everything in reverse. <laughs> Ladder matches. So look at this. That oh. that hangman's news neck breaker, but no. Kellings brings him back in. That seems silly. I would have knocked him on the floor, but whatever. Oh, is he going for it? That axe kick. The scissors kick. Tanae says it's an X kick. And well, Tanae doesn't know what he's talking about. This is Tanae's job. Bob's job is he he moves around a lot. So I do. Like I was saying, you have a you have a cush job where you are just in a comfortable in a comfortable chair drinking a fucking oh, Starbucks latte, 
and, and listening to your podcast. Meanwhile, I'm in a freaking meat cooler all day. Listening to your podcast, getting dry hands, That's flirting right. with your girlfriend. That's right. Okay, all that is exhausting. Especially the last thing. Right. You do it and she's like, ah, bah, bah. <laughs> I gotta go home and watch Friends. You're still, you're still picking. Killing's up. Eight second ride. There it is. Oh, that might be it. Wait a second. She's actually been watching Veronica Mars, in case you were wondering. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so bad. David Young's ring side trying to use the tennis racket, which I yeah. definitely think is more of a badminton racket, but it's whatever. What do I know? Racket. And here comes Gilberti in the back. He's got a steel chair. Oh, shit. Chair shot to James Storm to the head. Wait, are, is, no, he's going to kick out. Well, Killings is picking him up to hit that Wait. front suplex. Oh, maybe he'll win. He hit a move after that. One. One. Two. Two. Yes! Three live crew. We'd be dropping like bang! Um, but spe- speaking of the Veronica Mars thing, I was like very... Uh, loosely paying attention to like an episode apparently it was like season two and uh, one of the comments was like the girl was on the phone and she was like don't worry we're not we're not brother or sister oh my <laughs> and, God. I was, and i was like what the fuck just happened and she goes she tells me oh you know they hooked up at the end of season one and then they thought maybe they were, were uh, related but they're not That's i was like this, what the fuck we're going backstage. Scott Hudson is with Don Callis in the red shirts. With like a a broken piece of guard railing? What is that? That's what that is. Last week had to be a time bomb for you about Lex Luger being here tonight. Jeff Jarrett shocked the world and he shocked me last week. AJ, time to step up, son. And I don't think you can do it. Who will be Raven's partner? Oh. Well, Cal says he doesn't need a partner. partner. Who do I think? Yeah, Terry Funk. Well, we keep hearing that name, man. I think there's a good chance. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, great. He just brought Abyss in. He's disturbing a bit, so he tells him to get out of here. Yeah, so, wait. oh no, Don Harris in Abyss tonight. <sighs> oh, here comes Mike Tanay. Uh, we're at 22, 43, 44, 45, 46. If you are watching along with us, Tanay, the master of the facial expressions. Yeah, name name a better announcer, or really many people in the business that have better facials than Mike Tanay. I'll fucking wait. Yeah, you won't you won't be able to find one. Well, he's bringing out the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Jeff Jarrett, and I got a note I'll bring up during this. Uh, actually, probably a couple because it's my world. I don't think I don't know if we're gonna see Jimmy Hart again tonight, but one of my notes has to do with him. So this I would is have probably... to imagine we'll see Jimmy Hart in the main event. Okay, I'll wait on the Jimmy Hart note. Right. Jarrett coming out looking cocky. Uh, so this is just, it's its kind of tying our loose ends about this Jarrett Hogan stuff, which I'm sure we're going to be bringing up in this interview. 
Um, so on October 18th, uh, on the October 18th TV was a two-hour show covering the 1013 Tokyo Dome show. Now, that is the show where Jeff Jarrett attacked Hulk Hogan. So they aired the Hogan-Jeff Jarrett angle. The Japanese angle was a little different than the TNA version. Could you mm. believe that? Um, it was still weird seeing Jarrett put over so strong on a New Japan TV show. It's listed here. Uh, but this showed a lot more. As Chono not just made the save, but then beat the piss out of Jarrett. Hogan then thanked Chono, and they left together talking, and it was more a way to put Hogan and Chono on the same side. Wait a minute. Chono beat the shit out of Jarrett? Yeah, and they just didn't show that part. For TNA? Yeah, they ignored that part. (laughs) I love it. And it... Yeah, it's just like you don't. No one knows about that part. And Jared's telling Tanae to get out of the ring. The best feud of two thousand two is back, and that's Jared and Mike Tanae. That is so funny. Get out of here now. He just told Don West to earn his paycheck for once and get up here. As Don West has a fan blowing on him ringside, his hair's flowing in the wind. Hold the microphone. Look at Tanae. He's he's pissed that. There you go. He's pissed off again. Oh, at Jeff. What is Don doing? He's going to be doing the interview now. Wait, the host of Wrestling Wednesdays on the John Wayne Billy show? What is that? Whatever he said. No idea. So Don must, must, I think it must be a radio show if I had to guess. Well, yeah, I think it is. So Don was in the ring with Jarrett. Ask me a question. The fans are like, why? Why? Where the hell is Hulk Hogan at? And when will he ever show his face Why? live here? In the Why TNA did you asylum? lay down, Jeff? Why? Don says, I don't understand. You went to Japan to take Hulk Hogan out of TNA. And now, yeah, because he brought TNA to Hulk Hogan, but now he wants him here in TNA. That's a great point. And Jared says, don't get smart with me. That is a good point. Okay. There's fucking Mike today. <laughs> oh, so God. bad. Yeah, Hogan bragged about the titles. Okay, so this is actually a little more Hogan heavy than I was expecting. But we're like rehashing everything we already know. Yeah, he I cracked him with the guitar and now he's got knee surgery. Some something doesn't sound right with that. Jarrett injured his knee with a guitar on the head. John Boyne Billy. Oh, God, his own personal friend, Bubba the Ludge Sponge. Wish I never heard that name on here. No. Only thing he sees about Hogan running around is that little sawed-off run. Jimmy Hart. Well, Hogan, here's the deal. I will not ignore it. Or he will not be ignored, excuse me. He said it again. He said, we're going to settle this. It's going to be your choice. Either you can come here in TNA, or I can take TNA to Hulk Hogan 
once and for all. Yeah, great. And I will not be ignored, except I will be for seven more years. Yeah, literally. Okay, now on to tonight's tag team match. Finally. In one corner. It's phenomenal, AJ Styles. Why does Jarrett insist on coming out for a promo an hour and a half before his match? Because he's got to prepare. War of words, dude. Man. Well, Jeff Jarrett and his partner is none other than the total package, Lex Luger. And hey, you won't believe this, Bob. Yeah. But there are a few wrestlers who were originally booked for this show on November 12th that were pulled from the show with the reason giving that they were cutting back on costs due to the expense of using Luger. Oh, my God. Do I? Does it give you a list? Unfortunately, it does not. Oh, man. Damn it. But we cut back. That sucks. Because of Luger. Oh. Boy, that's Raven. The champ has a, the champ has a special surprise, and then it's Raven's theme. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And here he comes. And he has Crash written on his stomach. Oh, okay. And white face paint. At least some of the wrestlers have, you know, paid tribute. Oh, yeah. He also has Vic- Victoria written on his arm. Why? I don't know what that's in reference to, but Raven certainly has done that in the past. Victoria. Is that? No, I don't know. Hmm. Okay, said he. I heard Sting's name. I heard AJ Styles' name. I heard Hogan's name. But he didn't hear Raven's name. Well, why would he? Are you afraid those tears of joy are going to turn into a river of sorrow? Were you not paying attention last week? He said, I'm here to fulfill my destiny. He got this, rid of the is church. This what is this what they're building to next is another Jarrett... Uh... Jared Raven showdown? Sort of seems like that, doesn't it? I even thought about that last week. I think so, too. His destiny. Will it be fulfilled finally? Well, you know what? If you can't get Hogan, you might as well put the strap on Raven. Am I right? Yeah, in January. Yeah. Jared says he views him just like he views AJ Styles, that he can't compete on his level. Oof. Says, well, I think you got some more immediate concerns tonight because you have to find yourself a partner. Because I believe you have a tag match tonight. He's talking as if he's the general manager. Teddy Long. He said, I don't need a partner to take the title from you, Jeff. And he walks toward the ring. Oh, you don't need a partner to take the title from who? And Raven gets attacked from behind by the red shirts. Now, remember, these guys are loosely aligned with uh, Jarrett due to the Don Callis situation. I don't know if I'd say loosely. I feel like they are pretty good. Is he just punching his own hand with the microphone, or is it just me? Uh, it's kind of both. 
He's kind of hitting in between his fingers, but he's definitely hitting his hand. He's also hitting him with like the padded part of the microphone and the like the stick. Well, Bob, I want you to know that it still probably hurts because it it's not that thick of padding. Well, the way that he was delicately jabbing. Well, him. Raven got busted open hard way. It looks like so. From what? The microphone. Bullshit. He bladed. Oh my god! Stroke onto the chair. How the fuck did he bleed off that? No way. My God. Raven needs more than one partner. Let's go, boys. <laughs> yeah. He still need. Yeah, he needs a partner. What do you mean more than one? Oh, that's what it sounded like you said. Doesn't make any sense. I'm not saying it does either. I'm just trying to. I, that's what it sounded like Jarrett said, so I said it. If I'm wrong, sorry. Michael Sheen's Triple Chains Invitational. Weeks one, two, three. Week one, Battle Royal. Two top seed matches, three finals. Great. Another rundown of Michael Sheen's uh, cousin. Shawn Michaels' cousin. Michael Sheen. Well, not to jump the gun here, but. You remember someone uh, in the X Division that we really liked, Bob? So maybe someone we haven't seen in a while. Amazing Red? No, that's a good guess, though. Kid Romeo. Nope, he got run out by Don Callis. He hasn't been around. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Well, he was on Between the Ropes Radio this week. Uh, He said his status with TNA was up in the air because he'd been given the runaround the last several weeks. Dave says that he believes he has been backstage at every show, but since the storyline is that he quit, he's never used. He said they constantly used him to elevate new stars, and while he wasn't the kind of person to let things get to his head, he wasn't doing himself any favors by being professional about it. Uh, He said they kept telling him he'd be written into storylines, and all he wanted was for them to be up front and tell him if they didn't want to use him anymore. So, are you trying to tell me that Jerry Lynn would not have a job anymore, or what? Yeah, it kind of seems like that. But he's also upset with Ring of Honor and stuff. I We don't need to talk about all that, but... Jerry Lynn's upset with Ring of Honor? Yeah, it says here in this interview he was also upset with them because they said they were going to book him for a show, and they pulled the booking, said he wasn't needed. Uh, but then... A bunch of guys got stuck in Japan. They called him last minute, asked if he'd come in, and he said no due to prior due to the prior treatment. So he wouldn't even come out to help him because of the way they treated him. Well, good for him. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Like, why? And he was also upset with the way a lot of AD promoters ran shows. See, I'm reading more of this note than I originally was going to, but... No, this is good shit. I like hearing this. So Jerry Lynn is pretty upset with a lot of stuff. Uh, he did say Mexico and Japan are still options. So, right now, uh, I don't think we're seeing our buddy Jerry Lynn. Wait a second, Bob, look. She's wearing a world WWE World Heavyweight Championship toy belt. And what they had the a, hell was that? And they yeah. had a piece of tape overneath, over the WWF logo. That's amazing. Loki is wearing shorts right now. Nike shorts? Did he lose his gear? No, I think maybe he's changing his, his attire. Oh, I don't like it. Daniels versus Loki. Here we go. Loki with a nice kick to Daniels' leg to get us started. 
Andrew Thomas is a referee, so we know there'll be at least one ref bump. Oh, of course. There's a fallen angel chant followed by sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't give us the amount of fans in the crowd tonight, Bob. How many people do you think are in the asylum tonight for Sting and Luger? Uh, 1,200. Nope. We are at capacity, 1,300. <sighs> it's papered, of yeah. course. Not heavily, it says, but it says papered. Here you go. The test of strength. Who is stronger? Daniels with the knees to the midsection. Breaks off one of the arms. I haven't seen Daniels wear this gear before either. All black. Oh. Oh, so I made an oopsie because Sanjay Dutt is actually a replacement, and that's right for Saban because but Saban is injured. So when I said Dutt was facing Collier, we just got that announcement now. So hashtag spoiler alert earlier in the show, but I uh, was mistaken. It was supposed to be Saban originally. So that's actually that's pretty interesting uh, way for Dutt to kind of showcase himself a bit. But he was next in line from that battle royal, which is why he's the one who is facing Collier instead of Saban. Well, that's interesting. What was the injury for Saban? I missed exactly what it was, but um, I, I, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I made a mistake on that. See, I don't know how I don't know how I feel about Daniels and Loki wearing the same exact colors because I can't tell. Why you trying to say, Bob? Two guys wearing black shorts, black knee pads, black boots, and bald. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, Daniels has like a little bit of red on his front, but. They both are pretty much dressed identically. Yeah, I mean. This crowd seems kind of dull for this match, too. Yeah, they, they really do. I don't know if I can blame them. It's, well, the, uh, it's the tag team breakup that nobody asked for. Yeah, it really is. Oh, gut buster Ooh, by gut buster. Drives him down. Stomach first. Midsection first. Come on, Andrew Thomas. Count faster. As Danae says, these guys regularly compete in the Orient. <laughs> Jesus. Daniel's driving his knee into the back of Loki on the mat. Is he going to get a submission? Probably not. What if he did? He just taps out right now. He's wrenching it pretty good, though. It's more like just like a yoga move. Yeah, I mean, for Loki, it probably is. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Oh, there you go. Tracy, who's the first member of the franchise, taking notes up in the balcony. 
She's on the she's on the phone. So today is even saying her name is Tracy. So there's a good chance her name is Tracy I Taylor or Tit, as we just discussed. She's on the cell taking notes. <laughs> she's on the cell. <laughs> <clears throat> That's funny. Well, you want to know what's not funny? Is uh, I got I just got spooked like five minutes ago. Because uh, Sarah set up these, like, Halloween lights or whatever. Oh, is that what I see flashing right now? Or is that your TV? No, that's my TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my TV. These, like, these little, like, orange light things. And they just randomly went on. Mm. And I was confused. So I had to text her because she's at her parents. And I was like, are these lights just, like, set up to go on randomly? And she was like, yes. That's awesome. I was like, okay, because I just got scared. I didn't know if somebody was here turning them on. Oh, oh did you see that kick? Kicks to the chest. Yeah, I did, Dallas. I'm watching the show. But did you hear it? Yeah, I heard all of it. Oh! Oh, another kick to the face. What is this guy, Tajiri? He kicked him right in the triple X. Oh, what the fuck? What does that even mean? Kicked him right in the triple X. I don't know, man. It's just Tanae talking about his ass tonight. In the triple X. He hit him right in the face. Come on, Daniels. Who are you rooting for, Dallas? Um, Daniels, man. Wow. I feel like Loki hasn't been around enough recently for me to, like, care enough. What do you have against them? He just hasn't been here. I want to see. Oh, look at this. Arm, Arm bar. bar. Tap out. Tap him out. I just have been enjoying Daniel's like singles run here while most Triple X has been gone. Oh, Daniel's catching him. He's done. One, two, kick out. Yeah, this is a slower pace than I feel like I thought it was going to be. It sure is. Which is why the crowd is dead, like Bob mentioned. This match is really making it making my eyes feel heavier the best and heavier. Moonsaw ever, and he just yelled it, but Loki moved and he landed on his feet though. Ooh, kicks him. He must have started calling it recently because he keeps yelling it. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Did you Whoa. see? That? Yeah, that was nice. Wow! Roll through cross arm bar. The way he did that, it was really smooth. Crowd chanting for Loki. I'm not. I want Daniels to win. I'm rooting for Daniels as well. Loki up over under the apron. Shoulder block to Daniels, though. Comes back in. Oh. Dragon, dragon sleeper. Come on. Oh, is he, he's trying to go for that bite of the dragon, I believe is what he calls it, when he goes to, onto the ropes. But... Oh, look at this. Oh. Wow. Crossed arm slam. <laughs> what do you call that? Cross arm uh, slam. I was trying to think of a different word, but that's how I got out. Oh, angel's wings. Oh, no, that's got to be out. Right? Ring. One, two, 
Oh, wow. Look at kicking out. That's right, Tanae. How many times have people cut, kicked out of the Angels' wings? I don't know. None on TNA. Everybody? Jeff Jarrett? Okay, Sting? Jared. But Sting? Yeah. Raven? Last rites? Nope. Oh, Loki's got that. The clutching. And oh, Daniels turned him around. Pushes him into the turnbuckle. Okay, Irish whip. No. Well, that was a kick to the like shoulder blades, but yeah. we'll accept it. Daniels in the one corner, Loki in the other. Loki, cartwheel, back. Oh, nope, kick. Kick to the face. Down goes Daniels in the corner. He's all he's all loopy. This has got to be it. Show the replay. Keith in the truck of the cartwheel. Okay. Guys in the truck. Guys, the truck we need at, please. Oh. Oh. Well, he's, still, he's putting moves on in the ropes that won't count. Oh, spitting him into the last rights? No, Loki drops down. Oh, oh shit. He was going to hit it again, but Loki kicks him in the head. Flip through. Loki. Oh, he's going to go for the key crusher. Nope, Daniels counters. Roll through. Oh, Daniels got, got him. The roll up. Oh. Hmm. Well, I hate to say it, but that match was very, very slow and like not in a good way. Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna have to agree with there. Agree with you there. From the No Limits X Division. Wah! Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was okay. They those two could easily have had a better match, I think. So maybe they're just having a bad night. Maybe they they took a pay cut because of Luger and they decided that we're gonna go easy on each other. But look at this, they're still both in the ring. They took a pay cut, so they're just gonna be like, fuck it. <laughs> Wait. Daniels are trying to fight, but they're both nodding at each other. Loki puts out his hand. Is Daniels gonna shake it? Are they gonna join and be a team again? Hit him. Well, they did. Oh. What? They shake, and that's it. No one attacks anyone. Look at that. Mutual respect. Wow. Oh, no. Here comes X. Fucking X. Loki. He just walked away by Loki. Now Daniels has got to beat up X. My favorite thing about X is that his little shorts don't match. This. They're a different black than his singlet. Uh, Yeah, they are. That's a very good call. Oh, shit. Package pile driver? Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Loki, what? what are you doing? You just shook his hand. Oh, he did suck it. No, he's, All he keeps doing is shot. He's, like, he's just doing like X movements. Yeah, one of them happened to be over his crotch. He said suck it to yeah. the crowd. Yeah, big whoop. Okay, so they're saying that X is actually the one who caused the injury to Saban last week. And now they're saying he potentially just injured Daniels. And mind you, Daniels is now going to be facing X and the winner of the Dutt Collier match in a three-way next week. Chad Collier, not Doug Collier. I didn't say Doug. I just said Collier. I said Andy. I thought Collier. you sounded like you said Doug. My apologies. Yeah. Is this Tit? That doesn't look like Tit. 
I didn't think it was. <laughs> By Dimitri. Who is that? Is that Tit? They're not saying anything, so I don't know. Well, it looks like, I guess it is Tit. Tracy I. Taylor, we think, in lingerie with a ladder. That's the best she's ever looked. It's got to be the lighting. Yeah, it's got to be. With Shane Douglas like that. And here, yes, Shane Douglas saying, you impressed me last week. I feel like this was from a few weeks ago, right? Yes. Isn't this where he shakes their hand? Now, yeah. I'd like to point out that during Tracy's segment, oh, wait, hold on a second. Raven is bloodied in the back. Raven, can you get a partner? Punk and De Niro are back here. Punk still has the purple hair. Oh, yeah. He said, we didn't go out and help him because it was his decision. And tonight, he needs a taking partner. Also, it looks like Punk has Crash written on his wrist tape as well. Yes, he does. His blood is my blood. His pain is my pain. When he needs to choose a taking partner, he will make the right decision. Punk is certain that, that Raven is going to select them as a taking partner. April's got plenty of underboob shown tonight. Here's Chad Collier. Um, but as I was saying, Tracy was seen on uh, on the cell. And Tanae goes, it's kind of interesting. They're always watching X Division matches. And they have made no reference to the fact that a couple weeks ago, Michael Shane came out to the franchise's song before it kicked into his own theme song. That's right. They've said nothing. That's right. I feel like that was a, uh, a whoopsie. I do, too. Here's Sanjay Dutt. So Dutt is filling in. Do we think Dutt is going to move on to the finals versus Chad Collier? Um, I, I don't know. I think that uh, Sanjay should win. I do, too. The whole thing. I think it'd be a, a very smart decision. I'd put the X Division title on Sanjay. We went right into this match, by the way. I This is much more how I wanted the last match to go. We're already fast-paced. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because Daniels and Loki are the two higher-profile names of the four. You would think they would have that match. These guys would maybe kind of go slower, but maybe they're going to go faster because they know they need to get the uh, the crowd into it. Yeah, pop-up dropkick by Dutt. Collier is at ringside. Dutt, springboard, crossbody. He didn't get a lot of elevation on that. No, he did not. And I usually he gets quite a bit. So that was kind yeah. of weird. Maybe he slipped a little when he jumped or something. If you're following along at home, we're at 50 minutes and 33 seconds. So we have just over an hour left. Here's Tracy. Tracy I. Taylor. Tit. Not I'm officially, but I'm calling her that until they tell I'm us that. I'm telling you, she does not look like the same person from there compared to the video package we just saw. Yeah, that was a weird package, though, too. I don't really understand what was going on. Maybe that's how she uh, ends up marrying Frankie Kazunian. It's just like he saw her in the right lighting. But she, come on, she doesn't look bad. <laughs> I like Tracy. You do? Yeah, why not? What has she done? Uh, I saw her wrestle at the New York State Fairgrounds, and I can't remember who she faced, but I just know that they went through the plastic guardrail. Oh, my God, that's funny. 
Of course they did. Why not? The plastic guardrail. They was like white plastic guardrail. It was ridiculous. Earlier with a suplex on the duck. I think I like Collier. Cause didn't you say didn't you say somebody wanted to make him like the Dean Malenko? Yeah, I believe that was uh, was in our notes last week. I he kind of looks like him. I can see the resemblance. Yeah, he can be the Dean of our uh, X division. I'm cool with that. I haven't seen a lot of him, but I'm you know what? I'm down. Better than X, man. Anything's better than X. I'm surprised you don't like X. I thought you would have. I don't know, man. I think it's like it's too like BS for me. Like it that seems too much like a just some silly shit. And I don't like that they're making silly shit out of the X Division because I like the X Division. I think that's the part that gets me. Yeah. Double underhook slam. (laughs) Bob, any indie notes for these guys? Oh shit. I didn't even look for Daniels and Loki, for God's sakes. Yeah, I figured it was time to maybe bring that up. Well, let's look for uh, Sanjay first here. As he gets slapped and punched in the corner. What the fuck? Uh, Let's see, Sanjay... Oh, Sanjay was busy. He on, all right, so November 7th, he competed, well, November 7th and November 8th, he competed in the Ted Petty Invitational. Mm. On November 7th, he defeated Nate Webb to retain the IWA Mid-South Light Heavyweight Championship in the first round. And the next day on November 8th, he lost to Chris Hero in the quarterfinals. Uh, so that's what he accomplished uh, over the weekend. And then let's see about Mr. Chad Collier. I feel like Chad doesn't really do a whole lot. Really? Outside of, like, HWA stuff. Well, I guess he goes to Japan, too, a bunch of times. Uh, let's see. He he defeated Adam Cage. By disqualification on November 9th for CAPW in Cleveland. And that was for the heavyweight championship. Hmm. Uh, let's Sanjay. see what Christopher Daniels was doing. Sanjay almost tapped. They they just make a Dean Manko reference. So we're already trying to throw that in there. That doesn't surprise me. Well, and if I heard this correctly, let me check... All yeah, right. uh, uh, Dean Malenko trained Chad Collier, which is also how that's kind of yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Daniels, he lost the ECWA Heavyweight Championship to Mike Cruel. Uh, that's on November 8th. So Mike Cruel is the new ECWA Heavyweight Champion defeating Christopher Daniels. I like Mike Cruel. I don't know if I know who that is. You probably don't, but that's okay. Uh, let's see here with Loki. Did he do anything? No, Loki did not do anything. So there's that. And I only have a few other people in my tabs here. So 
right. Oh, look at that bridging German. Um, How does so, he kick out of a German suplex? So unless there's another another guy named Chad Collier, who also is from Indiana, mm-hmm. he is currently a professional mentalist. What? Like magic, like mentalism. Really? Oh, shit. Sunday no. just went with a roll-up out of like a Texas cloverleaf. Man, he's pumped. Um, I feel like I recently saw Chad Collier being like, hey, I want to get back into bookings. Really? So Russell, who's this? Oh, God, X. Well, because the X is now trying to take out everyone that he's got to fight in the finals. God, his gear is so bad. Are his pants like jeans? Yeah, I think so. Look at this. They are. They got to be. Oh, fuck. Oh, I press slammed him. Yeah, his 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 pants are jeans, like jean shorts. Oh my god, the interrogators are oh back. Oh god, they take themselves. Oh shit, days. Eric Watson, Goldilocks. Oh. Okay, let it begin. Let's see, Lex Luger, Lex Loser, Million Dollar Body, Ten Cent Talent. I forgot that Luger is kind of a heel on the show, but so Eric watches shit all over him. Oh, Goldie called Scott Hudson a job stealer. I thought these were supposed to be like one word answers. Well, not with Eric Watts. Musical influence. Don Harris. Equalizer. China's new CD. Goldie said it makes a great gift. (laughs) Eric Watts is so painful. Oh my god. Singles or tag teams? Goldie just smiles. Eric Watts said three-way. Oh, Goldie said she'll have to charge him for that question. (laughs) 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 Dude, the oral, the the moral support. Jesus Christ. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is to to wrestling is Elvis is to rock and roll. The only thing left in his career is to win the NWA championship. Don Callis. Don Callas. He's the pain in the Callas. Okay. Uh, did they ask Hulk Hogan twice? Yes, to Goldilocks and to. Your, so they're asking the same questions. 
He's a power-hungry SOB. You aren't gonna. You are gonna get rid of him, aren't you, Eric? Any more questions, Eric? You're gonna get rid of him. Come on, Eric. Answer me, bitch. <laughs> um, as Scott Hudson talks, Bob, take a look. Chad Collier. Get out of here. That is definitely Chad Collier. Crazy. That's nuts. Well, he's on Twitter, but his page is protected, and he only has, like, 17 followers. So I don't think we'll be tagging him anytime soon, but. I like how Jeff is preventing Scott Hudson from going into the janitor's closet. That's their locker room. <laughs> oh, is he even in there? So let me just talk to Lex. He tried to slam the door. And it doesn't shut, so you can just walk in. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, great. Abyss against freaking Don Harris. I can't wait for this gem of a match. Don Callas is uh, coming to the ring with him Don with a Callis. pipe in his mouth. <sighs> this should be a good one, Bob. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. Abyss better win this match in like less than five minutes. Hey, Abyss, did he have any indie news? Probably not. Ask me the hard-hitting question. I'm just trying to talk about something before we have to watch this awful match. Oh, look at Chris Vaughn with him. Wicked hype. Well, he is a good hype man, apparently. One of the original black shirts. <laughs> Let's see. Back here. to his teenage Abyss. Uh, Abyss on November 8th. He lost to Crazy K for NAWF in Fairfield, Connecticut. But he was he went by Justice. Oh. There's so. that. Abyss clothesline over the top. Don Harris coming after him. Hits him up against the guardrail. This is all over the place already, dude. This is annoying. I just, I truly do not like Don Harris. Why? Because it's just, it's just, it's Don. <laughs> it's Don. If it was Ron, it'd be a different story, but unfortunately, it's it's Don. Hey, we broke over the hour mark. We're an hour, two minutes, and 48 seconds, so we're, we're moving. Oh, man, this is an hour, two. I thought it was an hour, seven. Damn it. No, that's a two. If Bob would open up his eyelids, he would know. I'm trying not to fall asleep over here, man. And Don Harris ain't fucking helping me. Well, I, I respect that, I guess. But. Jeez. This is, this is just ridiculous. The best choking about Harris in the corner. I I I don't care at all actually, but 
I almost want Don Harris to accidentally come out with a Nazi shirt. That way he has to be uh, kept off television for a little while. Again? Yeah. You mean again? Yeah, again. Yeah. The match that was erased from TNA history, essentially, because he came out with a Nazi shirt on. But not for us. We saw it. Not for us, because we, we see it all. That's right. I do this... like how they erased it from their history, though. It's kind of funny. I think it was mostly because the the edits for the Impact Plus are like the Canadian versions that were supposed to be on like fight and stuff like that. So right, yeah. that's why there's like censored swear words and that kind of shit. So yeah, yeah, and like Pluto TV stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think there there's good reason why it's not there, but yeah. his representative Abess. Oh, clothesline out of the corner by Abyss. A devastating move. This I'm is not... still making Abyss a face, in my opinion, because I don't it like is. Don Harris that much, you know? Yeah, he's beating up a Nazi. Chris Vaughn is so excited. I don't think either man has like left their feet, technically. Not really. Which is like, if you can get that, that's pretty good. Yeah, this match is a stinker, but we have Raven versus the Red Shirt Securities with a mystery partner, hopefully. Yeah, that's going to be even better, dude. Ryan Wilson, great. And then we have Sting and Styles against Spirit and Luger in our main event. The definition of B-plus players going at it, great. Wow. That's right, AJ Styles is a B-plus player. Okay, what the fuck? What is wrong with you tonight? Get a Coke. I have one. Bob, are you are you a soda drinker like early in the morning? Uh, no, I try to avoid that. I know I, more more than one person that cracks open a diet Pepsi every day at like eight thirty. Who? People I work with. Oh no, 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 no! I can't do that because if a, I I've noticed that if I do that. The rest of the day, I just feel like I'm lagging. Really? Yeah. So what I do is, like, I first thing I do when I wake up, because I sweat and I'm a mouth uh, sleeper for breathing purposes, I uh, go to my water jug and I chug some water. And then when I go to work, I immediately grab three water bottles from the, like, hey, you guys can have water bottles that they just like store use or whatever. And I put those in the cooler and I drink those throughout the day. Oh, so you get, I was going to say, I hope you don't buy three water bottles a day. No, I'm not a moron. Yeah. I chug a lot of water during the day, but it just causes me to pee every like 30 minutes. That's how much. Dude, Tell me about it. Uh, I, was, I was I was getting concerned about it, and then Sarah was like, uh, "Bob, look at your t- look at the table next to the couch." And I looked over there. Yeah, I had a fucking water cup. I had a soda, and I had like just had cranberry juice. And she's like, "You've had a lot to drink in the last hour, so that's why you're <laughs> peeing so much." And I was like, "That's a good point." Abyss just went for a leg drop off the middle rope, but Don Harris moved just before that. Abyss gave him a side slam. 
This match is not very exciting. We just got a shot of Don Harris's ass on the screen. <laughs> they just cut away from it, but what the heck? Yeah, that was great. Thanks, Scott Demore. Chris Vaughn, I don't know what he's all amped up about, man. I he think they had, slipped something to his drink. He must have had a Coke earlier today. Yeah. Abyss off the rope. Oh, Harris. Goes into a choke slam. Oh, Abyss. Breaking out of it, though. Goes out of it. Abyss calling for one. Oh. Don Harris ain't no big show, I'll tell you that. Okay, a blatant low blow. Rudy Charles is like, you can't do that. Huge big boot to Abyss. After a fucking low blow right in front of the ref. Oh, he stomped on Don Callis' hands because there can only be one Don. (laughs) Oh, I just could hiccup there. Choke slam. Oh, thank God. Dude, I would have died if he fucking beat Abyss clean. Oh, Don's got Don, but here comes Abyss. Oh, but he get, he blocks the punches Don, going with a couple right hands, throws Abyss off the rope. Abyss reverses. He comes back. Black hole slam. Gone. Two, three. That's it. Awesome. I'm not sure how I feel about Don Harris putting up that much of a fight against Abyss. Yeah, I wish they made Abyss look a little bit stronger, but because of Don Cal's, or Don Harris's size, I feel like that's why they're doing that. Yeah, but like Don sucks. Oh, here comes Chris Vaughn, who comes in and gets press slammed. Yeah, what was he thinking there? I mean, come on. Yeah, little skinny dude. Are you kidding me? And here he holds him up. He's going to hit that shock treatment. Boom. Sit down, backbreaker. We don't have a name for it yet. <laughs> I love that they don't have a name. The mind control that Don Cal says over it. Who's this? AJ Styles, who looks wicked small compared to Abyss. Because he is. They're staring off. Is there going to be some kind of outrage about that or what? This is a, a look into your lockdown 2005 main event. Oh my God. AJ Styles versus Abyss in the steel cage for the NWA world title. But that right now, because now Styles is going after him. Styles comes off the rope. Uh, wait, what did you just say? It's for the world title. No, lockdown. It's not? No. Okay, then they're just fighting at lockdown. It's for the number one contendership. Okay, it's been a while since the I saw the They're fighting show. Jared at hard justice. Come on, dude. I haven't seen this show in a long time, okay? Forgive yeah, me. The fact that I knew that uh, off the top of my head and you didn't um, speaks volumes. Yeah, uh, Harris just threw the chair. I just remember the match, okay? I def- and it's definitely the main event, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is the main event. But it's not for the title, okay? Not for the championship. Okay, okay. Forgive me, for I have sinned. I forgot the Lockdown 2005 main event simulation. <laughs> and Bob knows it. Bob, what's the date of Lockdown 2005? Are you going to look it up? Yeah, I will. Okay, I'm going to say it was uh, April 23rd. Hold on. Oh, look, we're at Three Life Crew. PG looking like a phony rapper here. Oh, what was the date you said again? April 23rd. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? April 24th. Damn it! Why am I always one day off? You're always one day. Fuck. 
Damn it. Conan says, yeah, we do the damn thing. God, it's so annoying. Okay, and he's speaking Spanish, and I don't know what he said, but here, BG, what do you have to say? Nothing? Oh, he said he doesn't know what he said either. <laughs> he says, you don't want to know what he said. Oh, well, I don't know what he said. I don't know what he said either. Next week, take some title shot. They beat Gilberti and the Goons. America's most wanted. Wait, speaking of, here comes Harrison Storm. You want to play games like that? Then you take the title match next week, but you listen to me and you listen to me good, BG James. If you win, if you win and someone take those belts, you got two guys right here that are going to be standing behind their curtain waiting for you. And if and Storm says, if you lose, get the hell out of our way. Okay. All right. Security alert. Oh, okay. Who's going to be Raven's partner? I'm thinking Terry, because they've, Ter- they've it's been rumored. Terry would be a fun surprise. I think that's a really good idea. I really don't know who else it could be. It ain't going to be Shane Douglas. Tommy Dreamer. Sorry, um, I lost my train of thought with April's glitter. Um, I don't even know if Tommy Dreamer was released yet. Well, yeah, I don't think he comes in for a while. No. I mean, I don't think his first TNA appearance is until, like, 2009, isn't it? But yeah, I think it's pretty... It yeah. takes a while. Because yeah. his debut is something that's going to change the face of TNA wrestling. <laughs> You're saying from our our president, Dixie Carter? <laughs> this is a momentum shifter. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> Dreamer is coming old, baby. Hey, speaking of Dixie Carter, I still am going to be reading that press or the statement she said, I, I'm going to say it's a press release uh, it's in, that, in that Luger main event here coming up after this match. So stay tuned. It's not, I'm hyping it up. Like it's like groundbreaking. It's not really, but it's, it's pretty interesting. This is what I think. My prediction is that she's going to be like, uh, listen, no charges were filed. He's fine. See you on Wednesday at eight. <laughs> here comes Raven. Look at that girl still wearing the heavyweight title, dude. I can't believe that she's wearing a toy replica that you get at Walmart. What the fuck? Raven's coming out, bandaged up, holding his wrist with a trash can. He's like <laughs> barfing up blood. Like, what is going on? He cuts the music. She's got a microphone. <sighs> I suppose that maybe I would be foolish not to pick a partner. The fact that you just grunted. Uh... <laughs> Wait, I'm look at the gathering think he's going to pick them. Wait, the most evil person he ever fought. Wait, Punk's pointed at himself. Little inside baseball there. Yeah, hello. I don't know if I... <laughs> I don't know if I really trust him. He can't hate me anymore. And he hates the two of you. Oh my god, it's Jerry Lynn. Oh fuck me. Uh, shit. It's Sandman, guys. Look, De Niro and Punk stopped moving and just looked at each other like, are you fucking serious? Okay, so Raven and Sandman are gonna be facing Richard Security, and here here is Sandman who just tripped on a chair. 
And he's wearing that Raven t-shirt. Now, this is interesting because, uh, remember, Raven at one point brainwashed Sandman's uh, family. And he also threw him off a balcony here in the asylum. So no, we don't talk about that one. Well, can he trust him tonight? Sandman pokes him with the kendo stick. Hopefully he trusts him because Sandman, why would he say, oh, they do. They do. Yeah. Raven used a trash can. Um, now, Ryan Wilson, he did Northcutt first. Oh, Bob. What do you think about this surprise? You were hoping for Terry Funk. You got Sam, man. What do you think? Uh, I'm really indifferent about it. It's not Sam. That's not really a surprise considering uh, we just saw him last week. So, well, and well, Don Callis didn't like Sandman, Remember, so it kind of ties yeah, into the story. It does so. tie in. Yeah. Uh, Raven had a couple of appearances over the weekend. That's right, folks. I remember wow. to have some indie notes here for this uh, match on uh, November eighth. Raven teamed with Steve Carino in a losing effort against Dan Moff and Homicide at JAPW's sixth anniversary show. And then on November 9th, Raven lost to AJ Styles for CAPW in Cleveland. That CAPW show looks to be a loaded show. Wow. Uh, and let's see if Salmon amounted to anything in recent memory here. I always, I'm always one page off when I freaking click it let's see here uh sam did absolutely nothing that's no surprise okay we got order now there's gonna be tags in this match somehow no one wants to see sam and raven russell in a traditional tag match i am convinced of that all right there's that Oh, running bulldog by Sandman onto the North Cut. I've never been more invested in a tag team match than this one. Sandman. I feel like that's slingshot not. Slingshot leg drop. <laughs> but you think that Triple X America's Most Wanted cage match from earlier this year was better? No. No, sir, Bob. It didn't have as much behind it as this one. The Red Shirt Security, a fucking security team is a tag team on television, on pay-per-view, every week. Yeah. What What do you have against that? Come on. Don't come on me. Come on. Come on, man. Raven. Running bulldog out of the corner. And listen, I'm going to... You hate my bias, right? You, you hate... I love too much stuff that's TNA, blah, blah, blah. If there's something I've really caught on to watching Raven and TNA is that he has a lot of the same matches. Raven? He does the same shit. That's impossible. We have, He hasn't even done the drop toll hold onto a chair yet. If he does that, then okay, maybe. He does... He goes through his motions. He gets a shit in. I'm just saying, we were talking about it earlier with Sting and stuff. I mean, it's brave. It's noticeable. Oh, North Raven get him running, running me right to the face of Raven. Oh, Raven's cool as fuck, so I don't give a shit. At one point, Raven was your favorite wrestler, and then you bailed on him real quick and went to Kenny Omega. Um, okay, you got that order way off anyway, but... Uh, I'm not way off. You start off with being a huge Charlie Haas fan. <laughs> My God, what? 
to the point where you have an you had an action figure of his, and then I don't you know went. If I did. You did. I took it from you. You did. Yeah, it was in that pile of figures, and you were just like, "Take whatever you want." I'm like, "Hell yeah, dude! I got world's greatest tag team." Now. No, 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 no. I said, "Take whatever you want." Besides my Raven and Shawn Michaels figures. Right, and then you forced me to buy a Raven figure on eBay for twelve dollars. So that was nice. Thanks. Despite the fact that you had two of them, and then this is the same guy that wants me to let him know when Kenny Omega figures are at the local Walmart, so that he can go ahead and buy one in the no, box. And if you can't I, do me a favor. Because you'd think my best friend would have bought me something. I literally just said I wanted it. <laughs> and that he knows are hard to find and that I would have paid him for. <laughs> I'm such a dick. I love it. Oh, North Cut with a super kick to Raven. Yeah, he's got to take some fun. lessons from James Storm. No, your favorite wrestlers, it went from Charlie Haas to like Rene Dupree, which was weird. I like that. And then, like, Rob Conway. And then I think you also went to, like... Sylvain Grenier. Yeah. It was really weird. You were big on a lot of resistance, but only their singles run, not when they were, uh, like, a trio. <laughs> what was... what was, Wasn't it Dupree who had the talk show on ECW for, like, a week? Oh, shit, I think you're right. And, and like, Tori Wilson was on it, which is the only reason I Oh, know. my God. I freaking totally forgot that Rene Dupree was on ECW for, like, two weeks. And Holy he had like shit. one talk show, and, and Tori was on it, which is why I was excited. Right. Yeah, and then you were you were pretty big on uh, Sheamus when he came into town oh in two thousand nine. I, was... I, I do not and like. And then Sheamus. when Jack Swagger came out, you were like, "Dude, this guy's gonna be a stud." And then you've defended it. You've defended when he dropped the ECW World Title during his entrance. Fell off his waist. You're like, this guy is a superstar. Can we talk about TNA? Oh, I can name your favorite TNA wrestlers. So it was Bruce uh, to start out. And then now we're at Raven. Uh, eventually, we're going to get into like a Lance Hoy era. Uh, you were real big on him. And then we're going to get to... Uh, no, I like Dallas Reddick. better. Relic. Relic. Relic will be... Yeah, it's it's killer spelled backwards. Right, Relic. Yeah, it'll be you, on there. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. That's why That's why you, that was his, like, your favorite wrestler is because it's killer backwards. Yeah, Northcutt charging. Oh, he hits the post. Raven's oh. out of the way. Uh, and then your other one is, like, Shane Sewell, the, like, referee uh, wrestler guy. I don't even know who that is. You don't know who Shane Sewell is? He he wrestled like Booker T uh, for a minute there. He wrestled B- Booker T. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the blonde guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sandman gets tagged in. He's got the kendo stick. Boom. Whack. Whack him again. Great. How is this not a disqualification? Can you explain that to me? Uh, the referee's lax rules, bro. Oh, white Russian leg sweep. Tanae doesn't call it that, but I'm doing that because Bob told me that's what it is. What? what? What did I do? You told me it was the white Russian leg sweep? Yeah, technically. Tanae doesn't say that, but I'll call it it now. Oh, he's going to go for a Frankensteiner? Sorry, Hurricane Runner, whatever you want to call it. 
There's no referee. Because Posey's on the floor. Who's this? Legend. Oh. Legend just decked Sandman with something. Oh, my God. Northcott got the pin on wow. Sandman. I was not expecting that. What was it, handcuffs? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, dude, someone's screaming at them right now, but Legend and Wilson are checking Raven. Northcutt's taking on Sandman here. It looks like we're trying to handcuff Raven to the ring. Oh, no, we're not. We're Irish I would have thought, thought that Legend was part of the Blackshirt security because he's wearing a black shirt. Here comes the gathering. They were told to stay out of Raven's way, but here they are. Well, they're children. They don't. They don't listen to adults. This purple-haired oh. punk is really trying to piss me off. I don't. I don't know if I'm just. It, but it's I don't know if it's because I'm irritable. Because I'm tired. It could be. But. Look, you said the what punk happened? is saying you should have picked us. Yeah, come on, dude. Oh, they got attacked from behind by Legend oh, and Northcutt. Man, that's a bummer. You don't turn your back on the red shirts. That's why it says in the Wolfpack song, don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. It's the same thing. They got red shirts on, so did the Wolfpack. Don't turn don't your back on the red shirts. Wolfpack. Mm. You might mm. end up in a body bag. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. And here comes Legend, or sorry, Eric Watts came out, and Legend's going after Watts. Now I'm motioning for Northcutt. Watts, double clothesline. He is a hero. Big boot to Legend. Big boot to Northcutt. If your favorite Eric Watts isn't Techno Team 2000, what are you doing? DOA Eric Watts has a chair, and he hit it wicked slow over Northcutt's head. This guy. Dallas, you just love to piss people off, don't you? Hey, after seeing it in uh, over a Nyko pod, man, Techno Team 2000 is one of the better teams they've had. Yeah, I guess. Oh, he's got the microphone. Don Callis. Throw some punk. You can't get rid of me. I'm the DOA. And this is Watts' world. Watts' world. I'm the authority in this ring. And next week? Oh, God. We're gonna have a six-man tag match. No, we're doing no. Raven Raven style. Clockwork Orange House of Fun. It's Raven, Sandman, and Eric Watts in the asylum. I feel like that is. Uh... The least needed Clockwork Orange House of Fun match that we've seen yet. Uh, absolutely. I also like that you would you would assume that, and actually, I think this is kind of the point because if you just notice, Julio and Punk look very disappointed. They should have kind of been in that, and oh, instead, dude. Watts is like us and Sandman. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. We're at the announce table now. Oh. Jimmy Hart will update us on the condition of Hulk Hogan. Just tell us that Hogan's going back to WF. Come on. We get it. 
Well, I still don't know if we're really going to see Jimmy Hart. So I'm going to give you this note here while Don West is uh, shilling the merch. And that's it. Jimmy Hart has been spending tons of time in Nashville working with the group, which also gives the impression impression that uh, the other options for Hogan haven't made any ground at all. Hart is a big believer in the stars being dressed up to look like they are stars. So Jimmy Hart has been very active in TNA, apparently. What does that even mean, though? Stars be dressed up as stars. What is he trying to say? That they probably look like they're indie guys or something. Well, that's definitely true. Through Life Crew, baby. Take on Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger. And then we got that six-man clock for Orange House, a fun match next week. I'll be honest, man. Next week doesn't sound too great already, but I'm no, it not. is not. But that's okay because we on the TNA Cross Line podcast will be purchasing the show and watching it for nine ninety five. Of course. Okay, you ready for our main event? We're at an hour twenty eight minutes and twenty eight seconds. Okay, thank God there's a video package because I was terrified that this was going to go a half hour. Explosion. Whoa. Sting was on explosion. What the hell? I can't wait for you to read like his fourth booking where it's like, uh, so Sting beat Nate Webb on explosion uh, number 48. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> what? It's so good. Oh, Jimmy Hart. We got another tag next week. Jimmy Hart is going to prompt. He promises he's going to help Styles win the belt. Yeah, I bet. This is a lot of now we got Don Cal's talking to Abyss. What the fuck, Abyss. Maybe this is what they were trying to, you know, when Abyss was going to be in the tag match. This was part of it. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett talking about himself in the third person. The red shirts are with him too. You boys are going down. That's a cool camera shot of Jarrett, Abyss, Redshirts, and Don leaving from behind That is a good camera shot, yeah. What's this? Oh! Sting. Sting's getting the first entrance? Well, Total Package probably got to get the last one, right? Because he's Yeah. That makes sense. Here he comes, baby. It's Sting! I'm trying to hear the crowd. Is the crowd even popping for this guy? Well, this is probably the loudest pop. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. It is, dude. Yeah, all right. Dude, come on. Look at that crowd. They're barely even making any movement. The, The music is up very loud. In yes, the asylum. So I can't hear the crowd very well at all. Just judging by their physical reactions, it looks like they're already kind of like, okay, dude, we've already seen you a bunch of times. I could see Sting every week and be excited still. Yeah, well, just put on some nitros and you'll be fine. <laughs> Better matches, by the way. Wow, okay. It's true. Wow, okay. Here comes Styles. AJ Styles had better matches in uh, WCW as well. Yeah, okay. 
Here comes AJ Styles wearing his white, accompanied by Jimmy Hart. So I was wrong. We are seeing Jimmy Hart again, but you got your note early. You're telling me you haven't seen uh, AJ Styles against uh, Kaz Hayashi on a Thunder in 2001? Uh, I actually did see it. Well, there you go. Then. Like, what are we talking about? Remember, I watched all of oh, Thunder and Nitro from April 2000 to the end. And pay-per-views. I watched it all, man. And I had a lot of fucking fun doing it, so. Yeah, you did. I, be- will never, I will never forget getting a text message. Dude, Kimberly Page. <laughs> I'm like, dude, Slamber. Like, what are you doing? Okay. Yeah, we get it. Dude, I, didn't, or I didn't see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, that happened 20 years ago. I I, my favorite part was that I could text you any of those shows, and you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. It's like, dude, I can't believe I, I can't believe what Tank Abbott's doing. You're like, yeah, man, it was bad. Yeah, dude, I watch that though that era all the time. It's my one of my guilty pleasures is just to start from the reboot and just go forward. Here comes Jeff Jarrett. So we are in fact saving the total package for the very last entrance, which is kind of it's kind of interesting because it's like, yeah, Lex Luger, but he's clearly a heel with Jarrett. So right. People should be booing him, but are they excited to see him? It's kind of a weird situation when you bring in, like, such a big star as, like, a heel like that. Well, you know, it's a rarity for a wrestling company to kind of highlight a murderer. So for them to do that with Luger here is pretty unique. Wow, we went there. Well, I mean, he kind of is responsible for the situation with Liz, so. Well, Luger has since turned his life around, and he... Uh, well, he, yeah, he's turned his life around, but in 2003, he uh, kind of killed somebody. So. Yeah, in 2003, he wasn't doing too great. No. I feel yeah. like the crowd's dead. Right now, dude, the crowd is silent. Yeah. It's my world. This is the third time seeing Jarrett tonight, so I wouldn't be quiet, too. Between interviews... And the other promos, and oh my god, dude. We've seen him, this is our at least our third time. Here we go, dude. Total package time. I wish he was just package. The total package. His music doesn't really fit in, but whatever. Let's see, here he is. He's got a robe on. See, even today, one of the biggest superstars in professional mm. wrestling. I don't know about that. Oh, wow. oh, his music First. is his music's just a remix of his WCW theme. Oh, okay. Um. So they just said this is his first match in the U.S. since WCW closed. Hmm. They just made a reference to Miss Elizabeth. I I missed exactly what they said, so I don't want to make that up. Because- uh, he did. He didn't do it. I think I think they might have said something about his first appearance or, or since her passing or something. I don't I don't know for sure though. So Luger wants his he's uh everyone keep him back. He's gotta take his robe off. He's gotta show us the bod. I wish he was wearing that replica title that that the girl yeah, has. That'd be funny. Well, there's no denying that Luger's in uh, great shape, so he couldn't get his jacket off. Do you see? Okay, 
Tanae just said, do you see any ring rust? Well, he hasn't fucking rustled yet, Tanae. <laughs> so, no. Luger's uh, so big, his head looks small as fuck. Yeah, it does. Yeah, he looks like his head is like CGI'd onto that body. Well, look how big his upper body is. Like his torso. Well, his head, his face and stuff looks like he's 50. And his body's like, nah, dude, I'm 35. It doesn't look right. And then AJ Styles looks like a fucking child. Uh, speaking of AJ Styles, let me get this indie news out of the way. He yeah, was you... he was part of the Ted Petty Invitational for IWA Mid-South on November 7th and 8th. On November 7th, he defeated Todd Sexton in the first round. And then on the 8th, he defeated Jerry Lynn in the quarterfinals before losing to Danny Daniels in the semis. Don Callis on the microphone. And that's all there is for Indian notes. I'll read my thing right after the Don Callis talks here. Okay. It's telling, saying that Styles has no bu- no business being in the same ring as the NWA World Champion Jeff Jarrett and the total package Lex Luger, who has this Hogan 98 tan going on. Yes, he does. Sting, not as tan, not going to win the belt. Do the booby dance, Lex. Wait, Luger's got to talk quick before the match. The... Said it's great to be in the ring. The NWA World Champion Jeff Jarrett. Sting and I have had our differences, but uh... AC Styles, what's his name? So he messes up AJ Styles' name on purpose. Well, he did that on purpose. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. He said the same thing Cal says. You don't belong in the ring with us. Jimmy Hart's like, yeah, you do, baby. Why does AJ look terrified? Because uh, everyone in the ring is bigger than him. Including the referee. <sighs> I don't know about that. Okay, so this match is about to begin. Oh, wait, hold on. Sting's got to talk. Wow! Ooh, it's showtime. I'm Sting. My God. AJ Styles in the house. I thought he was going to say his house. AJ, AJ has freaking jobbed out so many times. Oh, he says to- AJ's totally out of their league. That's why he has no oh. business being in the ring of them. Oh, that's a compliment. But he's the right kind of business being in the ring with moi. Welcome to how much, how much do you think Lou got paid for this? A shit ton. You really think he got paid a shit ton? I bet you he got... I wouldn't be surprised if he got paid more than Sting did. No way. You don't think so? No way. I don't know, man. Especially if, if Sting made this, like, a favor. If, if Sting kind of did the deal, okay. The only reason I say that is because if this dude isn't wrestling in the U.S., really, they had to have gotten him out of there somehow. And I know it's Sting, who's kind of working that deal. But. I'm saying, like, maybe 2500 I was going to say, like, three to five. Well, I think Sting. What, Sting's getting, like, what, ten? I think. All right, so maybe with, like, five. You get That's what I mean. Yeah. Jerry could shove down. Oh, I'm going to read... This statement from Dixie Carter here, before we get too far into this match. 
Do it up. I'm really curious as to what she's been saying. So speaking of Luger, TNA President Dixie Carter released a statement talking about why Luger was being brought in. And it read in part as the following. Quote, TNA is about opportunity for wrestlers new and established. For the fans, TNA provides a weekly program that showcases today's hottest talent and introduces the stars of tomorrow and provides the opportunity to re-experience wrestling icons. Since its inception, TNA has paid homage to the NWA legends who have laid the foundation for our company. As far as TNA talent is considered, we could not be more proud of our entire roster who give their heart and soul week after week to build this special group. We believe in being compassionate and giving the guys a chance. For new, incredibly talented young men to veterans who may need lifting up when trying to change their lives. Surrounding a man with uh, the kind environment we enjoy backstage in TNA can only be considered a very good thing. We are about accentuating the positive, not the negative. When our talent approaches management and recommends giving someone an opportunity, we listen. And that is the case with Lex Luger, as well as others. The success of of bringing Lex to TNA won't be measured with pay-per-view buys. It will be measured by what a man does with an opportunity given. As a company, if any talent becomes a negative force in the locker room, then they are no longer welcome to be part of our team. And that has been proven on occasion and will continue to be our manner of operation. And then later, she wrote, quote, To take advantage of a difficult point in someone's life is not the practice of our company. Our philosophy may be uncommon in the wrestling business, but our goal is to be a different kind of company inside the ring and out. What did I what did I learn from that? Well, I think you didn't learn much besides that um, they had to put out a statement because they were bringing Luger in, and it's to get to have opportunity. Someone's trying to change their life. You you could see her public relations background in that entire press release, right? Right. Like I said, I wasn't holding back no uh, groundbreaking information here. I just think it was interesting that they had to have this whole statement about it. And the fact that they barely really touched on Luger in general. They kind of kept it very generalized. Luger's in the ring now. Flexes people to trying to People trying to turn their lives around and make a po- turn a negative into a positive type of stuff there. Yeah. She definitely downplayed it. Very, uh, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but on that note, I believe that's my last note. Oh, my God. Luger just stood there. Styles ran with a shoulder block, and he flipped inside out. Yeah, there's that booby dance. There we go. Um, yeah, no, well, while you were reading that speech, uh, Sting almost put the scorpion uh, on, uh, on Luger, but he was able to get to the ropes as uh, Styles was being up on Jared as well. Press slam down to the mat. Gut first does Styles go by Luger. Luger's like, his chest isn't as uh, muscular, though, I feel like. No. Lex Luger is not 6'5". Let's see, what's his build height? 
his build height is 6'5". No way. Yep. He does not look 6'5 to me. How tall is Sting? 6'2"? Um, I think we looked that up before. Sting is listed as 6'3". Okay, so when we see Sting get in there, I'm pr- they look like the same height to me. It's that little poof on the stop, top of Luger's head. Yeah, well, you don't, you don't even count that. Your hair is not part of your height. I would say it is. Are you serious? No. Your hair probably is. I don't think it goes no. down if you measure on top of your head. What? Look at, look at Luger giving him the bear hug. He's kind of humping him. And he just throws him down. Just tosses him down. Here comes Jarrett. Okay, Jarrett and Styles going at it here. We're at an hour, 44 minutes, and 20 seconds. We're counting down. We have less than 10 minutes left in the show. It's going to be the longest 10 minutes of my life. Styles into the rope. Comeback, Spine Buster by Jarrett. Oh. Cover one, two. Oh, he kicked out it, too. What does AJ got left in the tank? He's got nothing left in the tank. That's right, folks. Luger coming back in. Styles is getting his ass beat. Sting's going to get the biggest pop of ever anyone ever when he gets this hot tag. It's going to be the greatest hot tag in the history. Of I think some, some of that wood is going to fall off the roof of the asylum, if I had to take a guess. I think you're absolutely right. Oh, Luger with a big clothesline. Luger's the kind of wrestler who does, like, one move and then walks around for a minute. And then he'll, like, eventually do one other, like, move. And then he'll just walk around again. That's been his entire, like, career, I feel like. Look at Jarrett taunting Sting. Come in here. Come in here. Come on, Stinger. Styles going for a standing hurricane. But Jarrett counters that. Well, he blocks it. And he's calling for Luger. Luger distracts. Here comes Sting. Gets the hot tag. Oh, but the ref didn't see it. Yeah, but Sting, like, kicked him in, like, the butt. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> but then he still hit the power bomb, so that was weird. He's like, Andrew hey, Thomas, sorry. Andrew Thomas is like, can I turn around yet, Sting? Tell me. Okay. All right, I'll look. All right, cool. Hey, Steve, uh, is that okay? Steve? Steve, is uh, Jared out of the ring yet? All right. Let me just turn back around. Steve, how's Lex doing over there? Okay, can I go? Oh, look at that devastating back elbow to Styles. And then here comes Jared again. Rams Styles face first into the turnbuckle. Don't you wish he was just total package? Yeah. <laughs> like he was Jared, in pop up. Yeah. yeah. Pop up. Gut buster. I think one of the greatest segments in WCW history is when he literally has a funeral for Lex Luger, and he's like, I'm just the total package. Holy shit. I don't know if I've seen that or not. 
Yeah, it's like a late 99. Oh, I want to watch 99 so bad. And then he has like TP on his trunks. <laughs> so <laughs> package. That's awesome. That's yeah, dude, awesome. Sting did not, the ref did not see his tag again. So Andrew Thomas is like, damn it, Steve. Can you disappear till 2006 or what? Okay. Styles up and over. Oh my oh. God, dude. Oh. Oh my God. The way Styles just laying in his leg, he yeah. could have severely injured himself. They twisted around. That was weird. Here comes oh, Sting. Standard slash on Jarrett. And on Luger. Well, Scorpion death drop on Jarrett. That could be it. One, two, Luger with the slowest looking forearm drop in the history of professional wrestling to break up the cover. Oh, low blow to Sting. The referee's clearly looking at him as he's talking to Jarrett. Giving him times. Hey, you guys got to take this shit home, okay? Yeah, you you got about two and a half minutes left on the show. We got to go. Oh, Luger's calling for it, dude. Torture rack. Okay, ready? Oh! Yeah, dude. His right leg twisted real bad. Oh, Sting. Oh, nope. Sting counters. I don't even know if I don't even know if Luger was gonna get him up. <laughs> Why would you say that? I don't know, man. It did not look good. Right, Styles must be okay. He's climbing to the top row. Yeah, Crossbody to Luger. Oh, he got him. Was oh. he supposed to? I, I think Luger was supposed to catch him. Sting's trying to grab a chair, but none of them are folding. So he's got the belt. Styles is in the torture rack, which Don't Bob has put me in before, and it does not feel very good. Oh, Sting used the what baseball the bat, though. <gasps> Whoa. Okay, wait a minute. Sting hit Luger with a baseball bat four times. And the referee didn't call for a DQ? No. Whoa, dude. Okay, he but... He was completely no-sold. Four baseball shots of the gut. Well, he's dumbfounded, dude. He's fine. Styles just got a pin over Lex Luger. That's huge. Yeah, but that means nothing, because he had to use a baseball bat on four times. Still pinned him. In the record books, it doesn't say how he got the pin. It just says he won. But look at Luger and Jarrett beating up them, but Sting's coming back, because he's got that bat. Sting's a pro, by the way. His is not plastic. I'm just saying. How do you know? Because it's Sting. Styles. Going to put the Styles Clash in on Jarrett. But here comes a bit. Oh, boy. Sting and Luger look like they're about to brawl in the crowd. Abyss is going right after AJ with some right hands. And he's screaming as well. He's pissed. Black hole slam to Styles. Boom. I love that move, by the way. It's a great visual-looking move, yeah. Jarrett says, I will not be ignored. Styles is obviously taken care of. Raven is taken care of. So, Hogan, it's just me and you. Oh, speaking of, there's Raven. He's not done. I thought it was going to be Hulk Hogan. Could you imagine? Redshirt's taking out Raven. It's a fucking chaos. Here comes, oh my god, dude. That was a fucking nut job at the end there. And that wraps it up. Wow, Bob. Wow. 
The runtime for that was one hour, 51 minutes, and 11 seconds. Uh, oh, about five minutes shorter than last week's episode. I know. Well, Bob, where are you at for that one, man? <sighs> um, I'm not really sure if I was excited for anything on that show. The crowd was dead. Uh, so I'm going to go. I am going to go thumbs down. Really? A full thumbs down? Yeah. Dallas, I think you're about to agree with me. I am. Yeah. It was uh, it was not a very good show. No. Um, I wanted. I was trying really hard to be excited. Like I wanted to be excited that Luger was coming in. But even the X Division matches were kind of a letdown, and that was, I think, kind of the selling point of this show. So I think for me, that's almost the biggest disappointment. Yeah. Which is, uh, Bob, this is pretty disappointing because this is the first time that both of us have given a show a thumbs down since pay-per-view 45. Wow. Um, You gave one on pay-per-view 48, but besides that, this is the first thumbs down from both of us in a while. And I don't want to hate this show, but like, there wasn't a lot there. There wasn't enough meat on the bone. It was kind of boring. Really boring. The match quality wasn't good. If the matches were good, I could look over how bad I knew that main event was probably going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, if those X Division matches kind of blew me away, and I don't know. I, that Tag Team Battle Royal was not a good way to open the show as well. I think that kind of killed the beginning. Sandman as Raven's partner wasn't great. I mean, there wasn't a lot there. Abyss and Don Harris. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, there's a reason why uh, these shows are heavily papered. Yeah, I mean, at least at least ones like this. Yeah. Uh, do you think we're going to see Lex Luger ever again? I was actually going to ask you the same question, and I'd be kind of surprised because he just took a pin. I, I feel like Luger's got to come back and at least get a, a win against someone, right? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if we ever will see him again. At least not like in ring. I think uh, only time will tell. But it seems like a weird booking to me that he'd he'd just come in just to lose and then that's it. But I guess you never know. It's just a Luger. It's not that big of a deal. Well, there you go. That's all you got to know then. This ain't no Black Express time. Well, ain't that the truth? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we both have a thumbs down. That's pretty depressing. Yeah, that's a really bummer way to end this show. Yeah. Um, next week they just announced like the tag title match, and then what else? Oh, we got a tag title match next week. We have that Clockwork Orange House of Fun six man tag team match. That's right. And we have the, I don't think they said it again, but we do have the Michael Shane Triple Chance Invitational final three way match. Between Dutt, Daniels, and X. Right. So we have some stuff, but like not a lot. The biggest thing next week to me, honestly, is that tag team title match between Three Life Crew and Swinger and Diamond. The six man um, Clockwork Orange match is going to be just chaotic and like there's not a real reason for that. And I mean, the, the Michael Shane thing is. 
it's the finals, so I guess we've been watching it for it's going to be three weeks at that point. So I'm not really sure how chaotic that orange clockwork orange match is going to be. Well, what I mean by chaotic is you, they're just all over the place. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't mean chaotic in a good kind of way. Yeah. But yeah. hey, maybe there'll be some. Maybe Hogan will show up. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. 2010, January 4th. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else really. Uh, let us know what you guys think. If you watched along with us, what did you think about this show? Uh, were you excited to see Luger come to TNA, or were you uh, just as excited as Bob was, which was Luger hasn't been good since '98? That's right. Let us know. Uh, and you can let us know by sending a tweet to us on Twitter at Cross the Line TNA. Uh, you can DM us if you want. One of us will answer, probably me. Uh, and you could also follow us on Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod. Or you could subscribe to us on YouTube and you could leave a comment under this video, which will probably be uploaded a little bit later than you listen to the episode on your normal podcasting platforms. Yeah, what are you waiting for? Just do it. Share us around, leave us a review, have some fun. We have fun here too, especially when we get proper sleep. So next week I promise that I will take a suitable amount of time for a nap and be far more enthused to do some TNA live watches. But until then, for Dallas Gridley, I'm Bob Collins Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. 